I've never felt so accepted in all my life. These people look deep within my soul and assigned me a number based on the order in which I joined. Who controls the British crown? Who keeps the metric system down? We do. Welcome to Neighbors Trash. This is the uh, episode where we rank the season six of The Simpsons. Uh, we're trying to find the top five Neighbors Trash episodes of season six, one through five. We're going to each go around and we're going to uh we're going to give our uh an episode we're going to nominate an episode we're going to say this episode from season six big fan uh here's why i think it should be in the top five we'll get we'll all talk about it kind of give our thoughts on it we'll decide where it goes on the list and then as we keep going we'll we're trying to build a top five so we're going to keep going until we have us we're satisfied we're all satisfied with the top five episodes of season six in order one through five. Great. We're glad we're all in agreement. Let, let us know when the rest of us can speak. Oh, I'm sorry. You can all speak now. Okay. So let's uh, go ahead and go around. Kelly, you're muted. I don't know if you know that. Or maybe she left. But Kelly's gone. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, my cat decided to climb all the cardboard boxes and... He started making a lot of noise. So I think. Interesting. I'm back. Okay. Hi, Kelly. So I'm Paul. That's Kelly. We have Kellator here. Mm-hmm. And then um, coming back from our season five dis- uh, discussion is Joe. Welcome back, Joe. Hello. Thank you for having me back. And uh, this was too hard and human civilization was a mistake. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> This was a difficult season to rank for sure. They're all so good. Yeah. So let's let's go ahead and jump into it. We'll nominate our first one. Um, Joe, why don't you go first? Oh wow. Okay. So starting with uh, I guess my number one. Yeah. Whatever order you want to go in. If you want to start with your number one, or if you just want to throw one out to see, you know, get a feel for how the rest of the room is, and and just. Uh... That way you can throw a few curveballs. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We I do no like idea. the. I do like the idea of getting a couple of easy ones out of the way that I think maybe most of the room would agree with, and then we can get into the the, the hot and bothered arguing about the the final four. <laughs> the um, list, yeah. My I my first number one. I, I think based off of our conversation last time, this won't be a you know, surprise to anybody. I think Kelly also might be on my side on this one, but sideshow Bob Roberts. Hmm. Sad. Uh, oh, wow. Just. <laughs> just cataclysmic <laughs> silence uh okay well i'm gonna i'll just I make guess, my pitch really quick give us your pitch give us your yeah, pitch yeah it's a bob it's a bob episode obviously every single one of these uh from kelsey Grammer is an absolute treasure uh number one number two this is my favorite of all of them um probably because of the political bent when i was like eight years old or whatever this was extremely important to my personality to just basically <laughs> quote from this all the time um it's got, and, and the lasting political message too, I think is a very, it's still to this day, very salient, you know, the, the classic meme of the banners being hung uh, at the two different uh, political party rallies or what have you uh, are still very funny to this day and apposite, I think in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's a great testament to an old movie, you know, uh, it's got that motif to it. Uh, the, um, God, what was their name? Um well, the, the Watergate scandal, obviously, uh, all the president's men, um, just top to bottom, 
full of jokes every which way. And I think it's maybe possibly uh, Oakley and Weinstein's best episode they've ever written. Go ahead, Kelly. No, go I was ahead. gonna say it does have my favorite Hutz uh, line of all time, where he gets uh, rebuffed by Bob at the stand, and then he just goes, "Kids help." <laughs> Rebuttal. <laughs> I forgot <Yes>. about that. <laughs> uh, Ringo to his rest of the Beatles is that's good too. <laughs> still a fire line. Uh, uh, I, this is the one where he's running against Mayor Quimby, right? Yes. Sorry, it's been like a month since we rewatched these. Um, yeah, I like <laughs> where they have Bear Quimby on TV and they edit those flames to be around his face. (laughs) That is very much like, we're not far off that at this point, I think, where they're just like editing crap over their faces to make them look like, I could just picture like angry eyebrows almost on a candidate at this point in a debate. Um, So yeah, I will say it's, it's not my favorite of sideshow bobs, but um, this is one where it's very much like, a self-contained episode like this doesn't need to be a simpsons episode you know like it's kind of almost its own thing and almost like a like a movie since i guess since that is based on one that seems to be the case with a lot of these episodes yeah there's a lot in this season like yeah. that there's a lot of like little movies in this season but i i like this episode it's not, also not my favorite bob i guess i was just surprised you you threw that out at first as being the episode that we would all agree would be on the top yeah we were just doing so we were giving so much sugar to bob episodes when we were doing the season yeah. five discussion i thought this was a home run you guys <laughs> are gonna hate my choices <laughs> for whatever reason like that's an episode that i never remember until i rewatch season six i'm like oh yeah there's another bob episode like that's every single time i rewatch it i'm like oh yeah it's the same. oh my god like, that's insane to me <laughs> I always got to think about it a little bit. It's like, yeah. Like, I always enjoy it. Yeah, I always like seeing it when it comes on. Yeah. The whole opening montage of, like, you know, I'm going to get you, Bart. Like, all that whole (laughs) sequence. Like, actually, that's that's Cape Fear, actually. So that I could see that one uh, being better than this one for sure in some people's minds. Uh, That's totally valid. But this one was, I mean, having them back-to-back seasons was Mm -hmm. just very important to me as a kid. Mm. You, yeah, we had them in, in in we had a Bob in five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah, all classic Bob episodes. Classic Bobs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, can't forget about this one. No, but I don't. It, I think that's what cause we were trying to go back and think of stuff. I'm just like I kind of don't remember what happens. Like I know I know Bart goes back to kindergarten. Oh yeah, after after he the, clarified, oh, I remember God, it now. So like yeah. it didn't. Yeah, he got the uh, the uh, Flintstones phone. Yeah. We were just talking about that the other day. (laughs) I'm talking to you. (laughs) I say that every single day of my life. Yeah, absolutely. And then I I do Bart's like Goonie laughs like like, all the time. (laughs) Uh, I love that he's having a good time. I like the surprise inclusion of um, Mr. Smithers where he's... Mm -hmm. That, that made me laugh because um, oh, you weren't like expecting him garage. yeah like it makes sense that he would get involved after he says why you know like bob disapproves of my lifestyle or whatever right but um you weren't expecting mr smithers to turn up and i always like when he's having to do something with bart and lisa yeah that's always Absolutely. comedy yeah <laughs> kelts we're talking yeah. about the uh how it, we're not any real different than we were you know uh, we're not so far away uh, right now from that the uh the political ad that bob puts out where he's like you know Mayor Quimby let a criminal like sideshow Bob out of jail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sideshow Bob. Like that, that's so on the nose for like right now for what mm-hmm. we're dealing with, you know? 
And it's it's not the mayor's fault that, that the stadium, stadium collapsed. We say that all the time too. Yeah. Good hey Paul, stuff. real quick before we get too into it, uh, okay. you you sound like really far away again. Oh. You sounded good at the beginning. All right. Uh, I don't know there how to go. get any closer. You're you're good right there. You just keep leaning back. I'll stop leaning back. I've got my hand around the mic now, so I'll just continue to do that. Perfect. Good. Kelator. Yeah. Would you like to go next? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm oh, just... first of all, first what? of all, what we should put this on the list. So it's well, number one. Yeah. Write something up on your computer so we can keep track. Okay. Uh, we'll pause while he does that. Pause. 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 All right. So number one, Sideshow Bob Roberts. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, should I start at like my my number five, or should I do my number one, or should I just throw one out? Throw one out. Throw one out. Okay, well, um, I know this one was controversial with Paul, at least, until we rewatched it. I have Lemon of Troy. Oh, no, not controversial at all. Okay, well, yeah, I love Lemon of Troy. Like, that's, I. it's one of my favorites. <laughs> I Same. love, it's, it's one, like I was talking about earlier, it's kind of like it's contained episode. Like, you don't really need to know anything else about The Simpsons to just watch this and enjoy it. Mm. Um, and I this is this season's really heavy on the bart episodes for me which is unusual but um i really like this one it is very much like you feel like you're a kid watching it you know it's it's very much from a kid's point of view um and the adults are kind of just incidental and it has these really high stakes where as an adult you're like this is stupid who cares who has the lemon tree <laughs> you know what are you going to use it for uh, it has a lot of great one-liners um homer basting the chickens in the rv the oh yeah so good <laughs> it's just and i love when they're driving away with the tree and it's like glowing and then they run into the banner <laughs> and then they're driving away with it again but half the tree is gone <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just can't say how much i love this one and it's just kind of like a hidden gem at the end because it comes right before who shot mr burns so right. you're like gearing up for who shot mr burns and he's like oh yeah lemon of troy i gotta watch that first yeah so <laughs> that's my my number two if anyone cares to know um I, I i'm really surprised it's not in paul's top five because that's insane to well because yeah paul was like when we first started talking about it he was not enthused um but then we watched it again and i think he kind of rethought that yeah i think there's some person it's personal problems okay. like with all sure. my uh, issues <laughs> with my episodes always tend to be is something that I remember from watching it the first time. Okay. And this one, I always felt like I, I missed or like I had to come back and see again. And it just like, it was kind of jarring because it's like, you think you know the whole season and then here comes this kind of one that's a little bit more out of left field. And it kind of throws your uh, your perspective of what the, the season is, mm -hmm. throws it off a little bit. It almost seems like that should have been the last one of the season, except they had to put Who Shot Mr. Burns at the end. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Not it's that. a very good like end of the school year summer episode yeah uh but then of course you have to put he shot mr burns in there yeah yeah but and it's also like uh because this is the second time this season that bart gets a little too patriotic for my taste <laughs> I just don't believe that he has all this town pride all of a sudden i it's it's cool i like this episode a lot it's visually very fun and the jokes are all very good but i don't, I don't know that, like as far as sitcoms go in general, I think every time there's an episode where it's um, one small town against another small town, mm. it always is really good. Because mm -hmm. And then on top of that, Limit of Troy kind of pairs 
a bunch of different characters together that aren't normally together. Kind That's of like true. Martin and Nelson, like they get to have like their own little, yeah. um, little back and forth that works out really well. It's just, I, I think it makes sense that he has town pride. It's kind of like when, I, I don't know, we have, we have the Lafayette, West Lafayette bullshit. I don't. At, like on the surface i don't care about lafayette but if someone from west lafayette <laughs> says something i'm pissed as hell well yeah even now like when i was being introduced to one of the attorneys in my new office he was like oh i know lafayette are you from lafayette or west lafayette i'm like i'm from the poor part like <laughs> you're like shut up that's where I'm from. <laughs> just like yeah i i'm not from the nice part of lafayette guys so, yeah. so don't get excited that is funny it just like comes out of you as soon as somebody like it doesn't matter how you're like oh lafayette kind of sucks whatever and then that's why I think it's so, yeah. That's why it's so believable that Bart yeah. is all of a sudden like that too. Because if if someone from Shelbyville is suddenly like your town sucks, of course Bart's gonna be like the hell it does. Right. <laughs> we get to spend so much time with Shelbyvillians and uh, seeing like everybody's counterpart from the other side. It's it's so much fun. Like the Millhouse one is great. The the Homer corollary over there is great. Like just He's seeing funny. the yeah, it's so good. <clears throat> and then. When you, uh, you know, you factor in the fact, like, I, I think this episode might have, might have the most like lines, you know, remembered lines, you know, mm -hmm. pound for pound of any other episode. I mean, it, from, you know, top to bottom when they're saying, you know, Springfield's got a discipline problem. Maybe that's why we beat them at football nearly half the time. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, looking for the, uh, looking for a lemon is like there's a lemon behind that rock that, that lemon shaped rock. But, shake harder, boy. <laughs> shake harder, boy. I mean, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, man, there's just there's so much in there, and it's so packed. You know, uh, <laughs> the very end, of course. <clears throat> you know, eating the eating the lemon raw or whatever. To uh, yeah. I love that like face her, that he makes. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> when he does, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the beginning no, just... where Grandpa Simpson starts and he's like, "Hey, an old man is talking." And yeah, exactly. Run they all yeah. run over to him. I'll <laughs> kick your butt, <laughs> yeah, Nintendo. <laughs> I like yeah. at the end where is it? Is are they drinking the turnip juice at the end in yeah. Shelbyville? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're just all making faces <laughs> because it was haunted. We get to see <laughs> yeah, that's so good because it was haunted, uh, and then we get to see Nelson and uh, and Martin teamed up. I mean, that's just a, one of the best pairings that the the show ever can come up with yeah uh, we don't get to see them very often together yeah and when we do it's always it's always a huge treat uh i love how into it martin is like he's so stoked <laughs> to have a burly protector and to sing pans to him uh <laughs> while dancing like a garland girl it's great hang out with him normally <laughs> <laughs> uh... yeah explains to the kid before he yeah. slugs him oh it's so good yeah no for me like uh it, this all these choices were agonizing, except for obviously my number one pick, which which clearly sucks. But uh, the other ones were so agonizing because there's so many great ones. But for Lemon of Troy, immediately I was like, it has to be like it absolutely has to be. And I kicked out a few that I felt really strongly about because of it. So great choice. Um, sounds like we want to have this at number one. Or is anyone? Uh, well, let, let's let's keep a group of five and then we'll rank them at the end. How's that sound? Well, I'd like to rank while we're going that, so we can already yours. have it as as we're moving along. Do what you got it. You're the one making the list. Yeah, um, we'll definitely definitely put it ahead of Bob Roberts after the discussion we had. So for sure. I think so. It was, it was uh, yeah, I I agree. Um, Kelly. Uh, so my, well, I guess a random one that is near the top of mine. I've got Bard of Darkness. 
Oh, quality. Love Guard of Darkness. episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love, I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's also, it's very own plot that it can, you can follow without knowing the sentence. I think that's kind of a theme throughout season six in general. So I think every episode is going to have that. It's just kind of like, oh, you don't really have to know. You just go in and you can mm. follow the plot. It has the nice rear window uh, mm-hmm. plot tied in. Um, it has the the fun summer stuff in the beginning. All the animation is really cool in Bart of Darkness. Like I like mm. how they separate Bart once he gets hurt. And he's like in his room and it's it's got like the half dark on like on his face mm-hmm. while they're in there. And it just adds that like extra, like just sadness to his character while he's going through that. So I don't know. I love it a lot. Oh, I, I love that episode. That's actually my number one. So I'm glad somebody else nominated it too. Um, yeah, I, of course, I'm a huge Rear Window fan. I do own it on DVD. <laughs> I used to watch it frequently. Um, so did I say Rear Window? I did, right? Okay, yeah. sorry. I was afraid I said Heart of Darkness instead of Bart of Darkness. I'm like, that's not a movie. <laughs> um, no, but I, I am a huge Rear Window fan, so I appreciated the homage. Um, and I, it has a lot of little great jokes like Mill Pool. And um, yeah. I liked seeing the old vintage crusty clips. <laughs> like, those were so stupid. Oh, that is fun. And uh, the Tiz replied at yeah. Helga. <laughs> we, we and I love having the Jimmy Stewart like right in there. He gets those two like little <laughs> mm-hmm. times yeah. shine. Yeah, he's just got the. There's a sinister looking boy. <laughs> I obviously can't do a Jimmy Stewart impression. That was beautiful. Uh, I thought you nailed it. <laughs> and I love when he's going to save Lisa, and he's like keeps getting the stuff like um, layered up over his leg, and he's like keeps going. Yeah, mm. that's funny. Where he gets like it stuck in the the hose. <laughs> that's the one that always makes me yeah. laugh. Mm. But yeah, the pool stuff in general, and like like I said with the animation, I think it was really cool in the very beginning where they're just kind of like displaying how it's like super hot outside. And like you can feel it almost like mm-hmm. when he like gets up and he's stuck to the chair. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that just feels <laughs> terrible just watching that animation. Oh, there's so much good stuff in that first part. That yeah. part where they're, it's the heat wave and they're in the fridge. And uh, what else do we get? We get the... Uh, uh, Boiling hot Texas style ginger ale. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, we do. <laughs> that pool, uh, that pool that comes around, whatever it's called. Auto, yeah, the pool mobile looks so nice. Like I would love that if somebody would, would drive that. around in the neighborhood and we could jump in the pool. That just looks looks like a fun memory I wish I had as a kid. <laughs> I always wondered if that actually existed for anybody, if that was a real thing. It's almost seems like it could be. That's right? what I thought. I, I have like, to park it, it there like for like a week so at a time or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like I could, st- I don't know. It seems a little bit too much like it would work for it not I to know. be a real thing. But it's who knows? Exciting. Uh, they did do I... something like that on Top Gear, actually, where he filled the whole back of his seat with, I think it was ocean water that had fish in it because they were trying to transport fish. Yeah. And then when he stopped, it did come over the barrier and get all over him and <laughs> yeah. fill up the front of the car. Exactly like what happened in the Simpsons. It's yeah. one of those things I was like, have I just seen this in media a million times that I think it's real or is it actually like a real thing that's happened? So. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I also love in this like this episode in particular, but kind of the whole season, how suddenly the Simpsons seem to have like no issue with money. So yeah. like, they asked for a pool. They immediately got a pool. They're just like, yeah, I'll buy a pool. Well, it's funny because, yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Yeah, it's like I, a nice pool, too. Yeah, yeah. I was watching yeah. somebody recap the episode and they mentioned that. 
And then I thought it was strange that we'll talk about this later, but there's the Homer versus Patty and Selma. Selma is, mm-hmm. And it's like the opposite. Yeah. Like they're going to, they're, they're about to lose their house. Yeah. Until like, but it's the only episode, like, otherwise they're fine. They're going on trips and like they're buying a pool and they're able to go on vacation. But maybe like, that's why that he can't make episode, the mortgage payment by maybe, the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> so I always thought it was funny. It's like there's one episode that comes like plummeting down to earth. And mm-hmm. Like very realistic about money stuff well sort of but um great episode i love this episode and it's got a summer wind in it at the end it, <laughs> it out yeah and a, a beautiful picturesque like in <laughs> martin nude having his uh, <laughs> trunks ripped off by nelson another that where they're paired up again you know that's or, actually yeah. why that was because uh, at my wedding me and dad danced to the summer wind for the father-daughter dance and it is because of the simpsons yeah. so <laughs> because he that episode was on and he heard it and he just thought it was so funny the end there so every now and again he would just break out with the summer wind like, <laughs> he likes that song we can dance to that one. <laughs> that's awesome so i have martin to thank for that <laughs> Hmm. Joe, do you have any comments about uh, Bird of Darkness? I think everybody covered it really well. I, it's one of those things where I, when I first started making the list, right, like it's the very first episode. So I was like, ah, that's top five easy. Yeah. And then I actually, by the time I was done, it had moved out of the top five for me. But, oh, wow. Interesting. Um, okay. I, yeah, it's one of those situations where, like, I could literally see – uh, 15 different top five lists that I would 100% agree with, even if they don't match mine. Cause there's just so much quality this season. I get Bart of darkness is a great example. Got, you know, ended up outside of my top five, but it's like, of course that's a top five episode. Like there's no argument. You know, I would never argue against it for sure. Mm-hmm. Like when we were doing our rankings, I was trying to come up with like one that I really didn't like in case we wanted to throw that in, but there wasn't an episode this season where I'm like, I skip that. I don't like to watch it. Like every yeah. single one is good. Even if it's not like a favorite, you know, yeah, absolutely. Like even the, the ones at like the, the bottom of my list or whatever, like it's like another Simpsons clip show by default. Right. Just because. Well, of course, know, the clip show. Yeah. Clip but yeah. but oh, even that's it's one of the best, though. It's like one of the best clip shows of all time. It's it's, it's insanely good to me. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> so where are we going to put this above Lemon of Troy below? I think it'd be below Lemon of Troy. I think there's more consensus for Lana Troy. Yeah, I would put it above, but I understand that uh, it will, it shall be number two. For, for now. now. <laughs> All right, so it is my turn. Um, I I was going to bring up Bart of Darkness because I thought that was definitely one that we'd had agreement on, but I'm going to go with the one that I, I rewatched today because I was going back through and I wanted to rewatch my the episodes I would consider in my top five just to make sure that they I was right or if I needed to bump them out. Um uh Homie the Clown. I think that was really good. I like that one. Is my favorite episode of the season. Mm-hmm. I think ah. it's the most fun. I think it's got some of the best jokes in the series. Yeah. Um and it's just like it's it's another one that's it's very contained. It's very much like a movie. It's never boring. There's never a, a slow scene that's very fast paced and they're just like I don't know it's it's weird and wacky but they sell it and I have a really good time watching it yeah this it wasn't in my top five but I do really like this one um it is I, I love the whole sequence at the end where there's actually him and Krusty like in the same place that ever once they like hook up there at the end the rest yeah. of it is just great 
Um, and I, I love the initial part before he decides to actually go to clown college when he's he's seeing the billboard. So he like stops at every billboard to see what the new ones and he gets to clown college and he like kind of dismisses it. And then he gets back and he just keeps seeing the clowns <laughs> everywhere instead yeah. of like the people. So he sees like uh, they're at the plant and the um, something explodes and the people are like all crawling yeah. on the floor and he just sees them with like little... Um, accordions like dancing around and then later he sees Marge and the rest of the family I, I think that's a fun little sequence before he He's goes to building the college. like the circus yeah. tent out of mashed potatoes and they're like mom which is I think I'll have some wine <laughs> it's surprising is we that... don't see her doing that more often <laughs> would that is that a, a close encounters joke I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be I think it is oh I don't know I haven't seen it okay I don't know Wow. Yeah, it's 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 a classic. It's so good. Uh, you know, I I'm looking at my my list here, and I have over half of the episodes in the top tier, which I I understand <laughs> that's not really how things should work, but it's just that good. Like yeah, Homie the Clown again didn't make my top five, but that doesn't mean that I wouldn't immediately just be like, of course, when somebody puts it up for a top five nomination, because it is so funny. I mean, just just the seeing double here joke alone mm -hmm. could could <laughs> yeah. catapult it. To top five status like that's one of the greatest jokes the, the series has ever told uh, so excellent choice and one of the best closing sequences with the they only owe or crusty only owes them 48 dollars. he gives them a 50 and they give them two back and we thank you. <laughs> so good just that, that whole like every sequence in this is good mm -hmm. like it's all of it is fun i love watching it like i was kind of basing it too on like I had I had my thoughts for my top five, and then I went through on Disney Plus, and I was looking at them. I was like, which one, like, do I want to watch again? Because mm -hmm. that probably is pretty telling for what would be in my top five. And this is one I was like, I really want to see it again. I don't like, yeah, I just need it to be uh, on my list. And swell bucket of house paint. Don't get me started with the swell bucket of house paint. <laughs> the swell bucket. Of house paint. <laughs> I also just wanted to say that the joke, I don't know if it's even really intended to be a joke, but they cut to the power plant, Homer sitting in his uh, crusty makeup, and Lenny and Carl are over there, and then there's a beat where Lenny takes a drink, is standing there, and he goes, hey, Homer, nice threads. Like, <laughs> they were just standing there, like, staring like, at him. Like, looking at him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this makes me laugh so anyway uh yeah i yeah i think with the clown college in general i thought it was really funny just based on past episodes that crusty actually did run the clown college himself and taught all these clowns <gasps> i never thought about that they, they do suggest that in a previous episode right like what the clown college or is that at the beginning of this episode what? i think it's just the beginning okay sorry it's like i said it's been a, oh, a little bit since we watched the episode again but yeah um i mean we've seen him merchandise everything possible right. so yeah. it's a logical conclusion that you get to cloud college eventually i do like that but he's like so really... into like everything that they do and like there's like all the the whole montage of like um mm -hmm. everyone getting ready like uh homer's pants even though he seems to be the same size as everybody else there yeah. he's the same size as crusty <laughs> yeah he's like he's very involved in the running of that place. yeah and my favorite bit of that whole montage is the end where he, uh, Homer tries to get away from the buzzer when they're, they're getting the diploma and then Krusty runs after him and starts just buzzing him like over and over again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honey, stop replying to your text messages. I'm not. I'm looking up. I had a lot of thoughts about Oh, this okay, thing. okay. Oh, just how <laughs> he throws that pie at the, the well 
wealthy dowager, and it, like her hand hits the back of the wall. Oh, I never <laughs> noticed clearly, that. Barely badly injured. And then he beats up the Hamburglar guy. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, a great God. one. So good. The joke at the end is just that he needs his medical alert. For <laughs> like it's not a joke. It's they're both pretty graphic. Stop it! He's but at least already that, dead. Yeah, at least at least that kid was wrong. Yeah, that's, right. that's true. It could he be worse. <laughs> he just needs his medical alert bracelet. <laughs> oh man! Uh, the uh, the car the car getting the uh, air holes later that was oh, great. Yeah, I didn't even bring up the car holes or the yeah the air holes. <laughs> and then this extra large piece of the true cross. <laughs> I'm gonna go inside now. <laughs> oh, we're not reacting at all when he gets shot. Just kind of stands there and waits for him to get back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good one classic all right joe what's your next one um oh, wait a minute i'm sorry just we put it rank this yeah put it on there somewhere uh just don't forget to write it down okay i'm just gonna I guess, I guess i'll go with the opposite of my last uh instinct where i thought <laughs> i was leading with something strong i'll go with the bottom of my top five and i'll say this my the bottom of my top five came down between two de- uh different jennifer crittenden uh shows that that she wrote and i want so i want to shout her out because she did such a great job this season um it, it so the one that ended up making the the number five for me was and maggie makes three mm. i think you have that too don't you i do yeah and i know that you both do not kelly and kellator do not have this well, let, let's allow him to make us pitch okay, and, the, and then we can argue then i'll make accusations. yeah <laughs> you guys could be on one side and we'll be on the other side <laughs> <laughs> so i mean I, this this also kind of goes back into what we were talking about uh with season five which is that you know different episodes are great for different reasons and the reason i love this one so much is because i think this might be the most um sentimental without being treacly uh episode that they've put together i i really love seeing homer be a dad who cares and like loves his kids even when he's not going about it the greatest way obviously the ending um is iconic for uh for you know do it for her Mm -hmm. um but then like you know if it was just that then whatever it would be like oh that's nice but it's it's not just that because it's also the whole sequence about him working at the bowling alley being good at that job uh, and and having everything come down, you know, uh, around his ears because Marge gets pregnant again. Like the, all those runners are great. Uh, people keep trying to tell him that Marge is pregnant. He refuses to to understand anything they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, deciding to shoot a shotgun outside of the bowling alley in order to drum up business after throwing <laughs> like five different books away. Uh, it's just to me, it's one of the funniest episodes they've put together while also nailing that balance of it being like a super sweet episode that at its heart is about uh, his relationship with Marge and his relationship with his kids. Um, So I really like it. Uh, I think it's super funny. And uh, him having to go through the supplicant door to beg for his job back was also very funny to me. (laughs) Yeah, I watched this one today because this is one that I assumed would be in my top five and I would still say I would put it in my top five. I do think it, it's very sweet. I also think all these flashback ones, the, you know, the Bart one, the Lisa's first words one, like all these flashback ones are nice just because it really feels like real family moments. You know, I feel like it's like it is more like Homer is an actual father and it's not just a big angry buffoon. And it's like, 
they're actually doing things together telling stories and like it's yeah i just like i like these episodes a lot this one in particular i think is really good um i think it's funny that they're telling this story like bart and lisa weren't just two years younger like it's just weird because in the flash yeah they're in it and they're like just acting the exact yeah they're same. really the same characters basically <laughs> but yeah it, outside of that like and that doesn't really change my opinion about this episode i just thought that was funny i just uh it's very sweet episode and uh, mm. i was excited to watch it mm. yeah i mean uh i think we all have discussed this last time i'm not a huge fan of the sentimental ones um just it's not really my thing i don't really like you know lisa Sachs or um like mother simpson like those just really aren't my favorites i'll watch them um but yeah this one i kind of until you said it i forgot how much funny stuff there was actually in there in addition to like the cute ending you know um that part where he doesn't understand that marge is pregnant is very funny <laughs> way to get marge pregnant <laughs> like it's getting very obscure <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like there's there is actually funny stuff in there and i think it does kind of bother me less because no one is acting different like it's pretty much the same characters that we're used to bart and lisa aren't, aren't really young and like homer and marge aren't different and like there's not i think some of the things that annoy me about the other like flashback ones are there's like really heavy-handed like 80s references and sure isn't it funny that they used to look like this and this one doesn't really have that it's more just like this is something that happened to the simpsons sure. um yeah. so yeah it like it's not you know my personal favorite um but i can definitely see like two people who do like those kind of more like simpsons building block episodes like how they came to be the simpsons mm. i could see why this one would be pretty strong and that like i don't really even care about that and i don't mind that they change you know they go back and change things and their their paths are different just as they evolve and as time goes along but i just think this is a really tight episode and really funny like i don't know if somebody already brought up the bongos but but homer playing um burnt <laughs> Okay. He's getting a pretty good sound out of that guy. <laughs> yes, that's really funny too. <laughs> I forgot about that. I should have watched that one again. <clears throat> but yeah, I just I like this one. A lot. Kelly, you have not given us your thoughts. Oh, I don't think I have anything new to add. This isn't one that I rewatched when I uh rewatched this week. So it's I have not seen it for a while. Um, I've I've never really liked flashback episodes, which is why I kind of skipped it. But it's it's not a bad episode. It's a good episode, obviously, because all of season six is good. But it is one that I don't usually revisit. Hmm. Good stuff. So what does this do to our ranking here? Well, okay, so we're at five. So if we want to go through now and rank this, so we could just say good night. Thank everybody for coming. We've got our top five. <laughs> um or of course we're going to keep going but i just like so right now not at number one i just put it at the top because it was uh there was a space out there i've got homie the clown women of troy bart of darkness you just put it there okay i don't know what happened there mm -hmm. uh sideshow bob <laughs> roberts and maggie makes three this is uh does it make sense to maybe wait until we have a sixth one and then we can just vote one out and yeah, then rank I, them? I think that's the best system probably all right. Do you want to give us an episode, Kalator, to maybe kick one out? Okay. Um, we've already talked about my top two. Um, and then I guess I'll go with my number three, uh, Bart's Comet. Mm -hmm. um, 
Great. Like I, like I said, very heavy on the Bart episodes for me this season. All of all, of all the top three are Bart episodes. Um, but this is this might be my favorite Simpsons episode of all time. Um, even though I have it ranked like number three on this list. <laughs> but when we discussed this another time, like a couple of years ago, um, I think I did put Bart's comma at the top because okay. it is just it's a very complete ride from beginning to end. Um it kind of has a crazy situation in it, but I guess the bit with, you know, the kind of the chihuahua and the comet at the end uh, kind of makes it seem like it's coming full circle. Like there's sure. almost foreshadowing in it, yeah. uh, which is not something you see too often with the Simpsons and, you know, the big song at the end. It's just there's really good laughs in it, but then it is also kind of, I don't know, wholesome. Uh, in a way, and I guess that's the kind of like wholesome episode that I like, where it's kind of has a good moral to it, rather than being like meant to make you say, oh, you know, um, so I, I really like that one. And <laughs> just anything with Bart, like being with the nerdy kids and like having to deal with them is funny. Um, I think <laughs> we get the first database appearance yeah. in this one. Yeah. Um Granny hates Bart. him so much. Yeah. <laughs> we get Bart in the notarized photos of the balloon. Oh my God. We were talking Alternate about during name. the episode, like Bart is actually pretty intelligent. He just doesn't apply it to school stuff. Yeah, there's you so know? many things he's good at. He's it's just like, yeah, he's, he's very clever. That, yeah. He put that whole thing together, but then he was stupid enough to carry the photos in his pocket on the way to <laughs> do it, like, which is very Bart. Very proud of his work. Yeah. yeah, he threw it out there. He wasn't even trying to pretend he was. In yeah, he wanted everyone to know that he did it. Like he didn't care that he was going to get in trouble afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I like those those little moments where I do think this one is a little bit more, like at times sentimental. Like in the just the moments where where Bart and Principal Skinner are out doing their like you know looking out mm -hmm. into the stars and like I just I like that moment. It's a very small moment and it just feels very like feels real you know mm -hmm. it's yeah. very nice when they get together i think skinner and bart are a very good pairing like because mm -hmm. skinner yeah. is just so straight laced but i think he does have like he has a, a like a soft spot for bart like he's very strict he does, with him but yeah. he also i think he he likes bart a lot and at the beginning bart like puts in a little bit of effort to write yeah. down the results like he starts <laughs> writing them down he eventually gets bored but he does start actually writing them down and i like that moment where he's like he's like did you get that it's like hell, hell no, no. Like, <laughs> hell <laughs> no. <laughs> they, just like, they have an understanding it's just like yeah you don't need to be doing that <laughs> like, i think this is our, our first <laughs> reference to principal kohotek i think <laughs> i think so yeah we were we were talking about that like that's such a weird little tangent that he goes <laughs> <Yeah>. on there <laughs> it's it's one of my funniest things they've ever done on the show um i watched this i, I had a friend growing up who, who never watched the simpsons at all as a kid and we were like i don't know in, in mid-20s or something early 20s and uh we had perhaps uh partaken in a little bit of uh of mj and while we were watching it that scene came on where skinner's like but i got him though him and that <laughs> little boy of his yeah. and my friend who was my friend who was high was like, what the fuck are we watching? I'm like, I don't know. Like, this yeah. is, that, that is that super happen. dark. Yeah. Well, he he, he goes off that in later seasons, but at the beginning, he does kind of have those weird little asides where he's very sinister occasionally. It's never like that. It's like implies that he did something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And he's like, 
Yeah, and I had seen that scene like fifty thousand times by that point, but it always rolled off my back because right. I was like, "Oh, that's that's so cartoonish, you know? That's so like over the top. That's very very funny." But then, yeah, seeing that from that different perspective, yeah. I was like, "No, that is kind of fucked up." <laughs> I, I I watched that episode again today. We watched that mm-hmm. one, and that's that stood out to me. Like I never thought about that before. But like when he said that, like it's kind of strange that. <laughs> Skinner's maybe there's a little more Bart in him that we know than we know about. <laughs> there is, we yeah, because we know from Ar- yeah. Arbitid's Arian, but yeah. yeah, I guess yeah, there is... still comes out sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there there are moments, especially with Skinner, where that stuff, you know, like when he kicks the crap out of those Disney lawyers uh, mm-hmm. at the at the school, you know, swap meet or whatever the hell it was, um, <laughs> and then. Yeah, like there's just times that come out where he is like it's one of the darkest characters on the yeah. show. And if you think about it and take it seriously for like even two seconds, like it's pretty subversive. It's one of the few things that to me justifies parents being like, why are, am I letting my kids watch this? Like back in the 90s, <laughs> most of the stuff they actually did complain about is so is ridiculous, right? right. Like Bart being like disrespectful or like, man, shut up. But like if my nine year old son, which I, I was at the time or whatever, was like watching a show where the principal is basically talking about like harming a child <laughs> or like murdering right. them or something i would be a little perturbed by that yeah yeah anyway sorry <laughs> um oh, i'm trying to think now this we're, we're talking about first comment first comment yeah i do like that it's because it's kind of doesn't it doesn't end up as a bard episode like i think that's, that's true. It's, it starts it's like, as a bard episode and, yeah yeah like it's it's very much bard at the beginning and then it kind of goes into being a whole thing um as this person that did the recaps for me that i watched pointed out as well is that it's like you don't really notice that that the whole flanders things gets thrown in like right before Mm -hmm. the third act like he's not really part of it at all and then suddenly it's like oh he's got the bomb shelter he has to leave like it's him at the end that gets the moment like Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like it's weird that it suddenly becomes about flanders when it wasn't about him kind of an interesting switch there he is surprising right strong third act showing from flanders but it doesn't matter like i i understand it this this is another one like so many in the season in a good way feel like little tiny movies and Mm -hmm. it's just i believe the whole progression of it and i believe that like the planters coming out at the end and and uh it's just a nice thing and yeah it wraps up i know homer says like pretty much exactly what's going to happen and it happens that way well, and like we you know we like to make fun of flanders and he's a big doofy guy and he's annoying but it's like at the end he really is a good person like he's willing to die so everybody else can stay in the bomb shelter yeah. like, he's fully willing to do that and he's doing it with a song in his heart like <laughs> he really is a good person underneath he's not just all talk and like you know, going to do Christian yeah. things to make himself appear good. He really does believe that. Um, so that that's nice. I mean, I, it is depressing yeah. how he gives his son, like, if daddy tries to yeah. get back in, you have to He's stop daddy. One. He makes his son do like, it. He doesn't, like, he doesn't make so mom do it. People. He makes his son do it. Just makes someone that doesn't even know who he is do it. No. <laughs> well, yeah, Homer would Come be on. happy to, I'm sure. But... If there's one person in that family to trust to do it, it is Rob. <laughs> of course, yeah. He's like crying and he's filling it up anyway. <laughs> we, yeah, quickly, we were discussing that we were watching it today. It's like, who would be the best character to kick out? And it's clearly Barney, we decided. Yeah. It, the, probably the most useless person in there is Barney or Otto. And wow. the largest. The largest. And the largest. The, like, I don't know. If you're going to save space, Barney's yeah. right there. 
<laughs> but yeah, that, he, that whole, he probably would try to get back in though. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, that whole sequence at the end there, like when they get the entire town and you know, crammed into that thing, that is, it's a, it's an opportunity for comedy that you know could be fumbled any number of different ways if you don't you know take full advantage of it and i feel like they nailed it about as good as they possibly could with you know the the dead silences in between and they're trying to do like the animal you know the barnyard animal guessing game uh mo doing the you know he's right you know i'm out everything damn it uh just like they nail it so hard homer doing the thing where he's like, I'm very sorry. Yeah. Flanders is the one that's got to go. Uh, every, every every choice they made for that sequence was like the perfect choice. And I really appreciate that. I love how quickly they devolve into just screaming at each other. It's like, it's not exactly. even 30 yeah, seconds yeah. before they're all at each yeah. other's throat. And I, I like Mo being the third person to go out there like of all the characters. He's yeah. Like, and then Homer, Homer like lecturing everybody about... <laughs> Sending Flanders yeah. out after he after, was yeah, after kicking him especially out, especially his children. <laughs> what was that noise that Mo was trying to make? Like that doesn't sound like any animal. Like it was a goat, I can't even. Kelly. It kind of sounds like he's like clearing yeah. his throat. I don't. I don't know. But, yeah, I always assumed a lamb or something. But yeah, right. It sounds most like that. Yeah, it's like a bah almost. But like every time I watch, I'm just like, I don't know what that the voice actor was told to do right there. Like, I just make a sound, yeah. like make yeah. a noise that's not really identifiable as an animal. Yeah. Make Hank, an Hank did a great noise. job. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Great episode. Does anyone else have any final thoughts about it before we either throw it off mm-hmm. the list or Little Miss Girlie has thoughts? You be quiet. <laughs> My final thought is throw it in there, throw Bob Roberts out, and let's move on. You're sure you want to do this? Since well, you're I don't the one think... who had nominated it. Well, no, I, I'm basically involuntarily withdrawing because like there was there was no uh, enthusiasm from anybody else. So I like was let's... more, I was shocked. <laughs> no, I was just more surprised. Like that, like I think this because this is such an interesting and good season of the show that like I honestly don't know if like what I expected you to throw out as like, oh, this is like going to be a consensus favorite. Because there's so many good ones, yeah. yeah. I was just kind of surprised that was the one. And um, I don't know, it's tough throwing it off now. Like, uh, you guys both don't really like you know, Maggie Makes 3, too. That's true, yeah. Yeah, I think I would throw off uh, Maggie before Sideshow Bob Roberts. I don't have a strong feeling either way. All right, let's uh, slip it in there. I, I, we're not going to rank it right now, but I'm going to put it as our number five right now. Okay. What? Which, oh, Bart's coming. So sorry. <laughs> I forgot which one we were talking about because we were talking about another one. Okay, whose turn is it? Um, I think Kelly is after me, yeah. To me? Okay. Um, so I have a Stars Burns. Oh, that's on mine too. Um, you're, okay. Wow. Okay. Um, so I I love the critic. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely love the critic as well as the Simpsons. So at them having a together show, I think this is the only way it could work. 
And I think they they even make reference to that like at the very end mm-hmm. of the episode because it would only work if Jay Sherman visits the Simpsons. It would never work if Simpsons visited the critic. Right. And Bart pretty much says that at the very end. It's just kind of not going to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just thought it was a fun episode. It's another one that kind of got the whole town involved in one general thing that they're doing. Um, so yeah. Marge brings up to to get money for the town or to get tourism back into the town um, to do like a a film festival and uh, i think that 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 scene in general is just very funny to me when she because i love crowd murmuring um parts <laughs> yeah. in the simpsons so i love when um she like gets up to talk and there's a guy that just clearly says marge is gonna say something <laughs> like <laughs> just like out of the crowd um, i don't know i think it's just a fun it's a fun episode just to see like it's fun how like all these different characters get so into making their movies like the flanders even make like their own little uh uh <laughs> version of the bible thing and yeah. like they, they have god intercept to save todd it's yeah. just it's fun like even mr burns apu mo everybody makes a movie and it's yeah. just very fun and i like the um um I like the back and forth between Jay and Homer because Homer's like very clearly jealous of Jay just because he has the intellect and Marge kind of like Marge and Lisa both like adore Jay when he first comes. But it's funny to me that they they don't kind of combat on intellect at all. They combat on being grosser like to each other. (laughs) So like it's like so Homer's jealous of his intellect. So he like tries to be like I like won the burping contest and then Jay burps better than him and Jay's grosser than him. And it's like. We don't really care about Jay's intellect anymore, and I think that's really funny. I think yeah. it's a good episode. It is a good episode. Yeah, this this was on mine too. Um, it it barely snuck in there at number five. I've debated between this and Grandpa versus Sexual Inadequacy, but this one got in. Okay. Um, because yeah, I I've seen the critic. It's fine. I'm not like a fan of it. I guess I wouldn't say. Um, but I really like this one just because of the film festival. Um, mm-hmm. I think I still would have liked it even if he wasn't in it and it was just kind of a general film festival concept. Mm-hmm. Um, because the little films themselves are very funny. Uh, there's the football and the groin, which Classic. we. <laughs> <laughs> my groin <laughs> i was just quoting that the other day because of amazing race but um that's always that's always quality i like apu's little movie i would like to see where that goes and how it gets out of the hot dog roller <laughs> um and then i like jay's little jokes and then how homer tries to ape them but they don't make any sense yeah <laughs> Jimmy Carter is smarter. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, Homer's so dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, bad I, if he was just pulling it off the top of his head. And I like how they, they had to use the clip of Mr. Burns being dragged around by the horse because there was not a that better one. Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> it's like they didn't just cut it out right. before he got dragged around by the horse. <laughs> It's not like the horse goes anywhere. They could have easily just they could have easily <laughs> cut it at that point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I also think it's very funny when uh, Burns is first talking about uh, starting to do this movie, and he's with mm-hmm. Smithers, and he just goes, um, "Let's get Spielberg," and immediately Smithers says he's unavailable. He didn't like do any kind of free speech. He's unavailable. He already knows he's unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna check anyway. <laughs> Oh, yeah, good stuff. I I think Jay fits in pretty well. I don't find it too jarring that he's he's in The Simpsons. I also don't think I knew The Critic existed when... I didn't either. I didn't watch The Critic until, I think, college. So uh, when I watched... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I remember it being on, but I I don't think we watched it, like, in my house. We got those... All right, well, this... 
this this makes me a massive critic fan by comparison then because it was a very big deal to me that uh the sims uh, an original simpsons showrunner team split off to make a new show and i was like well those guys are super funny so obviously this is going to be good like I, again i'm like six years older or whatever but i am thinking in these <laughs> terms because i'm a total dork uh but I was like super excited and then it it totally delivered. Like I was heartbroken mm -hmm. that the critic did not last longer because I loved it. Uh, and the funniest thing to me is like when Jay came on this show is that like it's the only time in the entire history of Jay Sherman's character where he's ever been high status because he's right. like, <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very fun. Like in, in yeah. that way, it's not even really a critic crossover, you know, in, in that regard. Like it's not really his character. It's his character placed in this universe to basically spite Homer specifically. Right. But <laughs> I don't care about that. It's still funny. Like it's it's hilarious and Lovitz, as, as usual, like knocks it completely out of the park. Like he makes that pivot so easy from schlub to like smarmy superior guy. Mm -hmm. uh when in, in the simpsons context and right. uh yeah everything you guys are talking about is, is totally on point like the film festival some of the greatest material they've ever pumped out for this show right like just being able to see each of these people do like their little perspective and it's like it's pitch perfect for every single one of them uh for what they put out barney's uh you know thing actually like gives his character some depth that he would otherwise mm -hmm. never have in the entire history of the show right like well yeah, yeah we were all right. just calling him useless a minute ago when we were talking about <laughs> yeah. Bart's comment, so but right yeah this is it does make it seem more like well you could understand yeah. how this might happen you know and especially knowing that yeah like that he gets sober and that's a whole arc and like mm -hmm. it's just kind of yeah it's cool. Yeah, it's 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 such a great job. Like, it did not make my top five when I was putting my list together, but it's another one of those ones where it's in my top tier of like half the damn season. Uh, and I would never begrudge anybody wanting it to be in the top five because, yeah, like there's just so many iconic moments. How could you argue otherwise? Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's it's jam packed with with good moments. I don't really know why I didn't have it, except it just feels like one of those that like it just kind of stands out a little bit in a in the way that I kind of don't even consider mm -hmm. it part of the the show like I don't really even think of it like oh yeah that's that's an episode I would think of as being my favorite it just kind of sticks out a little bit um even though it is it's a great episode and it's really funny and it doesn't yeah it's like it has it is a weird tie-in crossover thing but like it doesn't matter like um yeah it just makes sense that they're they're in the same universe. You you have to give it up for, and I know I, I know I already admitted this is not in my top five, but if you can't give it up for uh, Eudora Welty being a, a burping contest winner, like I don't know what to tell you. Like that, I forgot about that. Yeah, one of the one of the most insane specific jokes of all time. But also, you don't even have to know who she is because the giant burping noise you hear come off screen <laughs> makes it all worthwhile. Coming, Eudora. Well, and he's apparent she's apparently willing to date Krusty also, which is yeah, interesting. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got the Frank Welker belch, which is strange because he's a big part of the critic. And it's just kind of like he inserted himself into the Simpsons. <laughs> oh, good not call. Usually, not usually. Well, he's he's uh, he sent his little helper, right? Yeah, but like not in a way I think like he he has some things that just like it's like, oh, that's automatically him. Like, gotcha. I, I, I didn't know, know that was, that burp was his. I'm pretty sure that sounds like that's the belch that um uh that what's the dude on uh Futurama that he voices uh Bender not Bender. or no sorry um 
Who belches on future? Yeah, the, the oh, monster that eats people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Lur. Lur. Okay. Hmm. I and guess also... I never knew that was Frank Welch. <laughs> the little guy who uh, who poops out fuel too. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Nibbler. Oh, Nibbler. Yeah, Nibbler. Nibbler. There we go. Yeah. Well, now I got to rewatch Futurama. I'm just... <laughs> let's do that instead of finishing this. Up. All right, let's rank Futurama season one. I mean, okay. We'll get to it eventually. <laughs> I like the one. Hmm. No, um, hmm. good episode. What do we think? This is getting tough now because this is again. It's like it's one of those seasons where it's like I didn't have it in my top five, but as soon as we talk about it, I'm like, yeah, I could see it. Um, but do we want to kick one of these off to put it on? Is the question. I think we're probably at that point, yeah. Which one do we kick off? Well, I know I said it last time, but again, there's there's just not that much enthusiasm for the first one I threw out. <clears throat> so if we're doing a, a consensus group, you know, top five, then throw Bob Roberts out for sure. Bob Roberts. Kelly, do you have anything to say about that? About thro uh, throwing it off? Yeah. No. Okay. We're putting a star in Burns. And I, I regret to inform everybody that there's actually, I think there's six now. So we have to kick another one off. We read we read them as they are yeah. right now. Oh, no. Never mind. Uh, scratch that. So right now we've got Stars Burns, Homie the Clown, Luna Troy, Bart of Darkness, Bart's Comet. That's our top five. Okay. okay. And we do not need to cut another one off. Okay. I'm going to throw one out now that I just am interested to see if anybody has this in their top five but i really like this episode i rewatched it today and i it's another one we just watched this like a month ago and went back and just watched some that i thought that i would um have in my top five and rewatch this one it's just as good as the last time i watched it that's uh homer verse patty and selma wasn't expecting that i think it's yeah, yeah i love how diverse this is this is great <laughs> I love that it's a very small episode. You're dealing with family almost completely. Um, yeah, this one isn't too wacky. It's no, it's a kind of more of a sitcom sort of plot. But I just think it's really funny. It's very, it's very quiet, and it's got such a great B plot too with Bart doing the ballet. Like, yeah, I just think that's such a well done B plot, and you know, it doesn't really, it doesn't tie in at all. I think to the the main plot but it doesn't matter you know it resolves itself and then we go back into it it's a episode it's it's another one that has a very sweet ending um between homer and marge and i think they do a good job with this to kind of ending this and showing you know how much homer is dedicated to marge and doing the right thing for her and i just you know, I think they wrap it up nicely. And I just, I just think this is just a really nice, just with a season that's very big. This is a very small episode kind of just sitting in there that I just, I find very pleasant to watch. For sure. It's very uh, sweet. Like I, I, I like when Homer shows that he actually does care about Patty and Selma to an extent mm -hmm. um, be, because it, it keeps Marge happy. Like, he, he, you know, that he doesn't like these two women, but like, he does care about them and like that comes up in a few episodes but like this was a big one where he actually did like see that there was something that he could do to prevent something from happening and he, he took the blame for it it was nice i like how quickly he came to that like it's almost like yeah i i like sometimes how like that you know homer is obviously very stupid but he's he can be clever 
And it's just like, there was this immediate thing. There wasn't like a looking around, trying to figure it out. It's just like, oh, this is exactly what I need to do mm-hmm. to get out of this situation. Yeah. And it worked like just flawlessly. Like, I just like how quickly he came to that decision. I learned two really important things from this episode. One is that uh, Marge used fiduciary in the wrong way. Um, yeah. I, I didn't learn that until way too late in life, embarrassingly. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing I learned is that flavor country is a very large country. Uh, <laughs> also, I, I got to say that like the thing that this episode has so many great moments in it, obviously. Um, but for me, the one that I always come back to 10 times out of 10 is one of my favorite jokes is when Marge says to Patty and Selma, Homer's a very complicated man. And then he comes up to the window and yells, wrong, and then breaks a, a dish over his own head. <laughs> Just so stupid, but also so funny. Like, I, mm, I I love how that that joke makes him both smart and dumb at the same time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like contradicting her just to spite her, but also he is stupid. Uh, it's great. Why did he go upstairs to have a plate ready for that? I, <laughs> I accept it. I love it. I love the uh, you can't spell obsequious without IOU. And I'm like, how long did it take them to find a word that had IOU in right? it so they could put it there? <laughs> they could That's so good. Yeah. Like the whole time. Like... <laughs> Kelly, what were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say I love the, the Mel Brooks um, cameo. That was this one, right? Am I mm-hmm. merging another? The, no, the, this is this um, one. Young Frankenstein quipped. Yeah. The hell out of me. That makes me laugh every single time. And I just wanted to point out that this is the first time I've noticed this that um Chief Wiggum has a very weird thing about tail lights where he doesn't seem to understand how they work because there's the in the last season where he pulled somebody over because they were too small. Mm-hmm. Or like what was it? One was bigger than the other one? I don't remember that. He's I like, better pull him over. That. that was March on the Lamb. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it was something about the taillights, yeah. Yeah, and then this one, he pulled him over because his taillight was blinking when you made that turn back thing. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed that was why he pulled them over. That's hilarious. And I would love it if once every season they just had him pull somebody over for a tail taillight related reason. Thank you. <laughs> I like Homer's poke pumpkin investment where he's like he he decides to try to provide for his family and make investments and make money and set up a different stream of revenue for himself and he chooses pumpkins of all things who doesn't want to cash in right around january i know i mean we would all love to cash in right around january but oh man Uh, good stuff Mm -hmm. but i know i'm just interested to uh, know how people think about what what people think about this one if you ranked it as high Hmm. I, mean, I I enjoy it. Not on my top five, though. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I I, just, I don't know. Same problem with every single one of these episodes. I I love them all like as though they were my children, but uh, did not make my top five. So I'm gonna go yeah, ahead. I don't. And say, I don't think I would uh, knock anything off for it, but I like it. We'll put it as number two. Honey. Yeah, right. <laughs> right under <laughs> two on the list of rejects. Oh, we'll have to rank all the rejects and <laughs> take another two hours uh all right off it goes so joe all right um well now i don't know what the hell to do because i'm basically in a hurry to throw my own off every single time we uh make a full round on it all right let's try this do you still have um, some left i still have some left okay. uh 
Uh, I'm gonna I, I, again. I think this would have to be a consensus top five, but obviously this discussion has proved otherwise, uh, perhaps. <laughs> but Itchy and Scratchy Land is is oh, yeah. my number two. I 100% um, have Itchy and Scratchy. Land. That one was a very difficult cut for me. It was on my initial okay. list. Thank God. All right, my instincts aren't <laughs> totally crazy. Uh, yeah, this is uh, for my money. Like we, we've we've talked a lot about different episodes here that have had uh potential uh claim to status of like funniest episode of maybe the funniest season of the you know of of them all um but just for like pure wall-to-wall jokes like you're they're even doing jokes during other jokes uh in this episode like the part where uh bart or sorry homer repeats the line you know with patter like that it could be an action Mm -hmm. hero but then they just start talking over him while he's saying that (laughs) in the background (laughs) Like this, this episode is packed with so many damn one-liners that they're like, they're just doing them over each other, which is a, a fantastic metric. I think um, I love itchy and scratchy based um, episodes to begin with just anything that involves them obviously mm-hmm. is great, but like getting into the background, the lore, like taking huge shots at Walt Disney and his weird, like Nazi sympathy, uh, uh all of those things to me are extremely funny. And if that was just it by itself, then that'd be one thing, but like throw in on top of that, like, you know, very good observational humor about uh, theme parks. You got the uh, Jurassic park style, you know, flying in on the helicopter where nothing can possibly go wrong. Uh, (laughs) You got parking in the itchy lot. Like you got the (laughs) wishing that the, the robots wouldn't scream when you took their faces off Mm -hmm. all on Westworld. Uh, you have the little stinker travel kit. You have the Bort license plate. Like you just oh, yeah. have a billion and one different things that they're doing in this episode to make you laugh. And I, I remember watching it at the time, just feeling like, how are they ever going to top this? And of course they would, they would yeah. go on to make great episodes that are, you know, right alongside it. But that to me, it might be one of the funniest they've done in the entire series. Yeah, and they do. So they the Simpsons will do these or did for a while. I don't know how long the string is, but they would do they would do their sideshow Bob. They do the treehouse and they would do an itchy and scratchy one. And I'm trying to think what the season five itchy and scratchy one is. I can't really think of it. Um, But I'm just thinking like that. I know the seven season seven when they um, uh, sue itchy and scratchy because it turns out they ripped off the character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chester J. Lampwick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot remember what the season five one or if there is one, but I think there is. I can't remember what it is either, though. It's like just I remember there being much more smaller about them, like watching the show or something Mm -hmm. involved with the show. And it's just fun that this one, like they actually go and we get to see all this. This whole other part of it. Is this an itchy and scratchy movie? No, that's four. Okay, sorry. Um, But yeah, so it's just it's fun to be in this theme park. A lot of great jokes. The uh, older, fatter, balder son. Is one of my <laughs> yeah. jail. God, I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> Such a great joke. Um, the whole car crashing at the beginning, where like the Simpsons are falling asleep in the car, and then they right. the car crashing into the pole, and they're up there like, "What? That wasn't us." Also, <laughs> very dark. Joke. That's that's yeah. super yeah. dark. And they're so nonchalant about it. Like those people are definitely dead. Their only <laughs> comment that they made is that they stare blankly at a car crash. They all gathered around <laughs> to stare at it, had no reaction, and then said, "But that wasn't us." <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I love Marge at the beginning, like trying to get them to go to the bird sanctuary. Like it's a callback later because later she's like, nothing's going to go wrong at the bird sanctuary. Mm. And then it goes back and it's (laughs) like uh, Hitchcock's the birds going on and you get that classic (laughs) mole man line. (laughs) No, that's too big. big. God, (laughs) that also is like one of the greatest lines of all time. Like I know I already said that with the, it's it's kind of in the same vein as the I'm seeing double here for crusties like <laughs> that, yeah yeah bring me the biggest one you have no that's too big it's just like such a fuck you like it's such a good joke I, I don't know I love it it's great and also has another one of our most quoted lines which is at the very end of the episode when they go to Euro Itchy and Scratchy Land and they oh my god that's so yeah. wide. <laughs> So I lo- so here here's what I love about that. You are able to pick out like the uh, yeah, my children need wine is like your favorite part. <laughs> my favorite part is the who are you to resist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how completely over his own job he is. Yeah, like, really. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to go to Euro Itchy and Scratchy Land. I do not oh, want to visit Searing Gas Pain Land when they show that little map. That just kills me. <laughs> oh of... shit! That yeah, I, I just realized that I forgot about like TGI McScratchies, where it's yeah. uh, it's always yeah. New Year's or whatever. <laughs> Kill me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and the John Travolta lookalike, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. And then when she when Marge accidentally orders the veal and that kind of lady oh used chicken me. It's like why is it on your menu? Yeah, that's true. Why is it even? Oh on yeah, her? disgusting. That, that's pretty I'll obscure. The for like guts. a theme a theme park menu and has veal on it. Like that's like, pretty unusual. Disgusted that somebody would order it and they put it on the menu. Like, I just yeah. love that. Yeah. Oh man, uh, oh, Bart's dead. Dead serious about going to Itchy and Scratchy Land. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I'm surprised Lisa cooperated with that one. <laughs> you know what, though? She has been proven, like, as much. I, one of the yeah. things I love about Lisa, it's like, it's that same thing about when she's allowed to be a kid once in a while. Mm-hmm. I like her loving Itchy and Scratchy. If, yeah. As much, oh, if yeah. not more than Bart does. Like, to me, that yeah. is a very charming character quality about her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that they're just, they're both just as into it. Like, that's such a fun thing. And that, yeah, they, when they allow her to be on the same level as Bart. That's a lot I feel like this whole season is very um Bart and Lisa get along pretty much this whole season which is really nice obviously there's the hockey episode yeah. where they're against each other but at the end they're together again and but that's more because their parents sweet... like making them do that like I don't yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a very uh sweet season for Bart and Lisa mm-hmm. I, feel like I like it I think that it's actually pretty reflective of well I don't know I, I haven't had a sister I only have a brother who's like mm-hmm quite a bit younger than I am. So like our dynamics a little different, but generally speaking for most of our lives, it's been pretty genial. Um, And I like seeing them like show that and also having them like team up a lot this, you know, this season. Um, Cause they both, they both do bring like a lot to the table uh, and they can help each other out quite a bit. And it's just really cute to see them like, you know, kind of set against their parents and and scheming and stuff like that to get what they want mutually. (laughs) Yeah, because that's more like my childhood experience, too. It's me and my brother got along great, and we'd team up and bother our parents together. We didn't really fight with each other. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of, I like when they do kind of band together, and they're like, let's get mom and dad to do it. Like with the pool, too. They do it for the pool. Right, exactly. So they they seem to know how to work together to get what they want, at least. Yeah. Obviously, me and Paul don't get along at all, so. Oh, clearly not. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Classic episode, Uh, I think. Oh, go ahead. I was just oh, going to say God. one more bit that I really liked within this episode <laughs> that was kind of just a throwaway. I liked the Flickies when they were on their way to 
itchy and scratchy uh, oh, yeah. scratchy land where they keep sitting in the billboards and then they finally get to the actual restaurant and homer's just like nope and then they keep going <laughs> yeah. they another side. <laughs> yeah. i liked it because it took up a good bit of time but it was like such like a yeah. it's a fun little joke all these early vacation ones are really good at that just like having these fun little things in the middle that like they just kind of remind you of your own vacations mm-hmm. and they're very like family-centric moments they're really nice yeah. um this is going to be tough to not have in the top five i think but that does mean that we're going to have to kick off uh bart's comet bar of darkness lemon of troy homie the clown or a star is burned oh that's rough because this this deserves to be in the top five, I think, but those other ones also deserve to yeah. be. In the top yeah, it's getting five. rough. Oh man, it's hard to make cuts now. I'm gonna say quickly, uh, this is uh, not part of Simpsons, but if you guys like Itchy and Scratchy Land, you're gonna love the movie Megan. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do those have to do with each other? <laughs> Damn oh, it, Kelly. See. What? Okay. <laughs> Bye, He's talking to me. No, 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 no. Other Kelly. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, you're Kelly. Yes, I'm Kelly Excuse me. <laughs> posting about Megan all the time, uh, and which I don't have a problem with, other than I think she should get paid for it. That's all. It's a good movie. <laughs> what I like to do when Kelly does that is just not watch the thing ever, <laughs> <laughs> even though I want to. I refuse. Is that on streaming already? It is. Yes. Okay. Where is it starting? Streaming? today it is available oh, for streaming. Okay. maybe we'll watch, I'll it. watch that yeah maybe we'll watch it <laughs> i'll make him watch it <laughs> uh yeah well, i mean why not i if i if i had if i had to pick one to unfortunately boot off of this beautiful beautiful list it would have to be a star's birds i understand yeah i i i'm i also had a star's burns on mine but i wouldn't necessarily be against that because this one it's i think it's maybe more of a classic simpsons episode than stars burns any objections uh i i don't know like i i'm in a situation where i i love all of these <laughs> these yeah, episodes it's, they're, they all deserve to be in the top yeah. high <laughs> yeah so we, what i'm weirdly doing is like gauging I, i've been doing this this whole time that we've been recording which is like i'm just kind of gauging like the general room reaction to each of the the episodes because again the, the whole point is that we're trying to find like a consensus one right like mm-hmm. i think we all felt really strongly about this one yeah um and it seems to me that yeah maybe even though we all love a star as burns like maybe it didn't have quite the same like oh yeah consensus top five like i don't know uh so it taking that one out would make sense to me there's definitely a difference in like you'll say an episode and how quickly people are like yeah oh yeah yeah that's true. right that's one of them <laughs> um all right let's keep moving kellator um, well, most of mine have already been mentioned. Uh, this one I know probably isn't going to get into the top five, but I would like to say I had it number four, Homer the Great. Oh, no, um, please t- talk about it. Speak this on was, it. I remember like, you know, because when I was growing up watching this, we didn't usually watch them as they were aired. We just watched them in syndication. And whenever this one came up, I was so excited <laughs> when it yeah, just was, absolutely. you know, we arrived in the rotation because the whole like sort of cult thing, the whole weird stuff he does to follow Lenny and Carl around. I love that, yeah. <laughs> and 
then once he gets into you know the stone cutters all the weird stuff they do to him mm-hmm. and the no homers club it has like one of the greatest songs from the simpsons oh, like god it's so I, good. I remember back when limewire was a thing i downloaded that on limewire <laughs> and it was the actual song from actually- from the episode it wasn't a virus or anything um so yeah this one i've i've always really enjoyed i just it's it's another one where it's just kind of like wacky and doesn't really mm. seem like it kind of even goes with a lot of the other episodes but it's just it seems like somebody really had to be in their bonnet about like some sort of cult episode and then we see it again with the joy of sect later um so clearly somebody had an interest there on the writing staff but i just i just think this one is really cool um it always you know the whole secret society thing i guess does it for me um so i just think it's really enjoyable to watch and even if it doesn't deserve to be top five i this one i'm always excited to watch when it comes up I feel very uh, strongly that this does deserve to be top five. It's my number four. Um, hmm. It might have one of the greatest uh, Simpsons uh, guest appearances of all time. Like Patrick Stewart is there hmm. to yes. lend his gravitas to saying, let's get drunk and play ping pong. Uh, <laughs> oh, like t- taking the piss out of himself. Like that's my, we've talked about before. That's my favorite Simpsons guest star motif is like when they're they're not there to like play themselves and get like you know all all this you know worship or whatever from the characters in springfield they're there to do like a one-off character who is you know nothing special uh i love that he he does that to a t um then you have like yeah you have like the 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 iconic song like the insanely famous uh stonecutter song and then yeah everything everything around it is extremely funny like uh th- there's not a lull in any of the story even the part where like homer has to go to lisa to get some advice about what to do like skinner immediately falling to his face and like inching yeah. backwards <laughs> to go out the door yeah. is so funny visually like they just they knocked it out of the park uh, attaching the stone of triumph uh oh, just, okay. yeah. top to bottom i i think this might have some of the greatest uh you know references that that have um, you know, persisted over time. Like the Stonecutters episode, you just have to say Stonecutters episode and people know exactly what you're talking about and they can memorize, you know, minute one to minute 28 or whatever. Uh, I think it's a great. This one just has a lot of good, like tiny jokes going into it too. Like I like when he's trying to get uh, Lenny and Carl to break and um, it's just like these like tiny little conversations they keep having around the office. And I love the egg one where uh, mm-hmm. they talk about the cholesterol. Of the, <laughs> you better the run stream. it. <laughs> so one of those egg council crates got to you too, huh? <laughs> Great. Dialing the real number 912. Yeah. <laughs> uh, insisting that Lenny is jealous, even though he has the same chair that Homer has. Right, you're <laughs> yeah. jealous. Burns being number 13 and uh, getting his nose honked and kicked in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> May I have another? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the, the joke at the beginning with the helicopter with Artie and like they're um they they're down they oh, crash yeah. the entire thing <laughs> as far as I can see mm-hmm. they're causing the whole traffic yeah. two crash know. helicopters in this episode because the other one crashes into the side of that building they paint sky blue oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot just of helicopter that. mishaps in this season because we were just talking about in Bart's comment why don't they use the helicopter to get people across yeah Artie's like watching them trying just to just jump. watching and laughing at them. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> just just to like drive home how much like of the comedy of this episode doesn't even necessarily pertain specifically to the stonecutters like there's the part in the in you know when they're at the dinner table where grandpa keeps trying to tell him that oh, he's yeah. a stonecutter 
And then they got those hypnosis lessons to ignore him. <laughs> yeah. Homer being like, I still think I'm a chicken. I'm a chicken, Marge. He's like, I know. I know. <laughs> he does uh, this a lot. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa being grandpa being like the head of the communist party, <laughs> like, like all the different memberships he has. Uh, I love and like that. that yeah. It's, that's just a small run in this yeah. episode that is like barely in furtherance of the plot, but it's it's extremely funny. I like that Homer takes the communist one and that Grandpa yeah. is sad that he took yeah. it. Like, there's yeah. a whole beat there where I was like, I'll take this communist one, too. <laughs> Grandpa is, like, visibly upset that he took the card. <laughs> I don't know. I like that moment. They're, I like, love steer- uh, Bart and Lisa at the end with their rings that they blow oh, into. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no, I meant our wedding rings. Like, oh, yeah, oh. very powerful. <laughs> Yeah, Homer like taking Grandpa to the Stonecutters meeting and like steering him all around the place, and Linda being like, "All right, just don't point that thing at me." Yeah, <laughs> don't point that. Thing. And I love that they all paddle him at the end. Yeah. Like Marge is encouraging everyone to paddle him in the family. Yeah. There's that moment. The whole where... thing with the plumber is really good as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. the plumber. It, it starts with that, and then yeah. it comes back to it later, and it yeah. shows that he's also a stonecutter and that he actually will get it done. That's a good one. Oh god, yeah! Like, because like when he first starts off, he's like, "Well, I can fix that in a couple of weeks if I order the parts today." Which, which I won't. I won't. Which I won't. <laughs> really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I forgot that was even in this. There's so much stuff that happens in this episode. I forgot right. the cover was even yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think this is a super strong contender for top five uh, in a way that I would stump for in the other episodes we've talked about. Maybe I wouldn't. So we can have that conversation maybe, but I think it's great. I um, I have to be the wet blanket to say (laughs) that this is not one of my favorite. I probably wouldn't have this in my top 10. I like it. I just don't really like the. It's like, I think I would, I want to hang out with the, in the stone cutter society more like they kind of like go away from that pretty quickly with the other stuff that homer's doing and i think it's just like that's a little too abrupt and it's just like i want to hang out there a little bit more um i just it just feels a little bit like it's it loses a lot of steam at the end i guess but it's so much fun when it's fun that it's hard to like kick it off or rank it that low i just think that it, it, there's some parts of it i don't like to revisit when i you know when i'm thinking about watching it it's just like i remember those parts and it's like it's harder to get into it mm. um the song though i love the song i don't really like a lot of the simpsons songs like the spontaneous songs but this one is fantastic it probably is the best simpsons song this um, is one we also had on limewire which <laughs> yeah. I, I remember our, our other brother always got mad at me for downloading them off of limewire because they would always start with the simpsons talking and end with the simpsons talking. Like he oh i like that <laughs> i like it too he especially hated it with the the um um burns is see my vest because it starts with him talking and oh, the barton lisa talking I had that one too yeah yeah, so those were songs that we also downloaded from LimeWire. <laughs> I miss LimeWire. We gotta get that back. It is nice. <laughs> what you gotta do is what I do and download it from YouTube. Mm-hmm. Then you get the kind of LimeWire things. Like you'll have some weird talking at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, true. You know, the weird, poor like, quality. Poor yeah. quality. That's yeah. a big part of it. You'll get the weird like if if the person making it has like their own like production company or something mm-hmm. and they have their logo at the beginning you get this weird sound like yeah. file names that like may or may not be the actual name of the song right yeah. right yeah you can do whatever you want 
with YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I had so many Beyonce songs that just had like a weird um, one guy <laughs> talking in the very middle of it that I'm just like, when I hear them now, I hear his voice. You like, hear talking. Talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like something production entertainment. That's part of the song to me. Very quickly, as an aside, it must be said that like for as uh, dumb as that era frequently was for like getting high quality stuff that you actually want, mm -hmm. uh, the feeling of finally tracking down something that you have been yes. looking for oh, for man. a long time is just unparalleled. Like there was a, this is embarrassing for a number of reasons, but there was a, a Foo Fighters track where they did Everlong like in a live session in like Sweden on a radio show oh. that I heard on some guys like GeoCities page. <laughs> I, I had a GeoCities page. <laughs> yeah, I could not find it to save my life. Like every like ever lot, you know, ever long live. Like I was trying to find like whatever different uh you know terms to combine. Right. When I finally got it, it was after like eight months of searching and it I felt like a god king. It was amazing. It's, I know it's, it's the, the best, best feeling. It's the best feeling. There's some I'm still searching for. There's some that are still out there <laughs> yeah. that yeah. I have not found. But like when you do track them down and you you, it's yeah. so frustrating because they existed to the point where someone else could put them on LimeWire. Yeah, so yeah. somebody else it. had it at one point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's out there. Yeah, I have several that I'm still looking for too. But yeah, it's the best feeling when you actually find them. Yeah, when you just you don't know enough to like search for it. You don't know enough of the lyrics. You kind of know what they said, but you don't really know and all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, but to finally track it down. So anyway, that's our review of LimeWire. <laughs> bring it back we have to rank homer the great with clown oh, lemon of troy bard of darkness itchy and scratchy land and bart's comet oh that's rough i'm gonna i'm gonna bite the bullet and be the jerk here and just say that for me personally i feel like it would it it would be an over homie the clown but i also understand if that's a, a totally unpopular opinion <laughs> I'm inclined to agree, kind of, but I know that's Paul's and he doesn't really like Homer the Great, so I don't know if we're going to get him to agree. <laughs> oh, you don't like Homer the Great? Uh, well. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, because it's bumping off one of yours for I one you don't like saying. very much. <laughs> and I'm very upset about it. He's like, right? I can hear the betrayal. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I hate saying it because I love Homer the Clown. I'm not yeah, saying anything bump. here because... I would also. You would not. This is yes. Homer's Barbershop Quartet all over again. What do you mean? I know that I wasn't fighting hard enough for it, but like. I'm sorry. If we're going to remove one, I would go with Homie the Clown, but it's the also the only one that isn't on my list. So that kind of kind of checks out. <laughs> Scum compared to Krusty. Oh, well, that one, that is pretty great. Homer the Clown is pretty great. All <laughs> oh. uh, right. I get it. I get it. We'll take it off. We do say, I see how you scum all the time. <laughs> see how you scum. <laughs> uh, um, Homer the Great is on the list. <sighs> and now it is. Oh, I just did my last one. Turn. So. Um. I don't feel like this is going to make everybody's top five. This is just a personal favorite of mine. Okay. But I, I have round Springfield, the um, oh, wow. uh, Bleeding Guns Murphy episode. Hmm. I really like that you nominated that. It's it's a very, it's just a personal favorite. I love uh, Lisa heavy episodes and I love 
on top of Lisa heavy episodes, I like one that she actually has someone that cares about her and is pushing her forward as a person. Like, cause usually it's like, Oh, Lisa's so sad. Lisa's like, Lisa has no friends. So it's nice to have an episode that's Lisa based where it's someone that cares about her and is pushing her towards a goal. Mm -hmm. And it brings like, uh, and it's on top of that. It's like, it's mostly a sweet episode. So it's very sentimental. I love the ending. I love, I love the the Carol King's jazz man that keeps coming in. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, it's yeah it's one of my favorite musical moments of the show it just it, it happens twice because it happens in the the hospital room and then later um it kind of ha- it builds up more um sentimental like uh, a, more of a sentimental moment when it comes back and she sings it at the end to, mm-hmm. with his uh cloud so I, I just think it's just a very sweet episode it doesn't have as many jokes but the jokes that it does have are pretty good like uh i like T- like it's hard going back with Bill Cosby now and finding that scene as funny as I did before, but I love the Bill Cosby bit. Yeah. Um, it it is so funny. I mean, it's, very not, well. it's not him, and I think they like, exactly, yeah. but it's hard because it's like the whole part, like the whole reason that was funny is because he was such like a good. Like, it's supposed to be like, oh, he's a good person, just like this good-natured person, and then I now always, it's like, Ew. I always saw that as like the Simpsons kind of poking at him a little yeah. bit because they always yes. kind of had like a, a battle with who was like you know because they were up against each other in their time slots and like right. I think they just kind of like like to poke the bear a little bit I think and it's I, a I, massive I, swipe at them like with like the fact that like the little girl calls out that like every single uncle they've had is a jazz musician yeah that is very funny to me yeah <laughs> I do like that this one has a very nice Bart and Lisa moment too, where he pays for the records that she oh, can yeah. have exactly. it, even though it's really expensive. That's really nice, and and he just... doesn't give it a second thought either. Like it's like the the Homer with Patty and Selma thing. He just did it like naturally. He's at the store. He has five hundred bucks. Yeah, it's just he like just, this is the thing to do. It. Yeah, could have yeah. gotten the big. And is that because he just identified that there's some botulism in the next uh, crusty O's? Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> but whatever. Like, well, he's let's waiting for a bigger payout later. Yeah. 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 And right before that, it's another great Hutz bit where he comes and he tells Bart that he got him the a hundred thousand dollars, and then he like shows all the other attorneys that he had to hire, and then uh, just gives Bart the five hundred bucks. You're happy with that? All right, let's roll. <laughs> let's roll. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I am an attorney and I will just say like, I know that guy, uh, <laughs> that guy, that guy does exist. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a, uh, it's an interesting choice. It, it's a nice episode. Like it, uh, it does have a lot of themes in it. I think you don't often get to see in the Simpsons. It's nice to see Lisa really connect with somebody and it's nice seeing somebody kind of come back that we haven't seen for a while and be a big part of Lisa's life like i think the whole like you didn't know him nobody knew him thing was yeah very powerful um and yeah i just there's a lot of really nice moments and it, it just it is such a weird to me it feels strange how it's structured like it does not feel like it flows like a simpsons episode flows <clears throat> you know it almost kind of feels like it's like a lot kind of set like a live action sitcom and and that's how they're like the the scenes kind of feel to me um, yeah, it kind of feels like a very special episode kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe that's a big part of it is the, the like just the topic in it and it's like they handle it very well, but it's just it feels very not Simpsons like. And everyone um, like I feel like everyone is very sweet in it. Like I 
even Homer has like his stupid moment, but he's trying to like cheer up Lisa and he like sits yeah. down. He's like, remember how your cat died? Remember, yeah. honey? <laughs> he just remember? keeps saying that over. Remember? <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. I get a new jazz band. <laughs> I think there's a weird dynamic about this episode that I've never really resolved, which is that number one, it fe- uh, it feels like they didn't spend enough time with bleeding gums over the years mm-hmm, to yeah. make this episode as impactful as it could have been and probably should have been. But simultaneously, I do think they were right to give this episode as much weight as they gave it. Cause Ron Taylor is great. And bleeding, bleeding gums is a season one character yeah. that is super important to Lisa's arc and, and her, her story. And I think they absolutely he that character deserves this kind of salute i think it just really draws um emphasis that they should have been spending more time with him in the years prior because i think the only other thing that time that we saw him was when he was doing a ridiculously long uh national anthem to start a baseball game oh yeah, so, oh, yeah. 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 well yeah and it yeah. seems like the voice actor like he really enjoyed doing the character right because I, right wasn't it like he was excited to see that he was back in another episode and he's like oh i die like right. he was Aww, disappointed he wouldn't get to do it again <clears throat> And yeah, I think maybe even one more episode of him and Lisa doing something together, even if it was just like a brief thing and not the whole plot, I think would have cemented that like this is someone she has a connection with and does continue to see and take advice from and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought they dodged a really good bullet. And maybe I could be wrong about this. I'm I'm not really the person probably to be talking about it, but. We know that um, like the wise black character is a trope that gets put into fiction, like, you know, written by white mm-hmm. people or whatever. And that can be really problematic. I really felt like they dodged that with this because he wasn't like magically fixing her life or anything. He yeah. was just there. He was there to counsel her and to like, you know, to just to talk things out a little bit when nobody else was, you know, cared about what she mm-hmm. she loved. You know, it was he, he was an, a character that she was able to share, you know, a, a, a appreciation of music with. And, uh, you know, when they went and saw him at his club, at the club that he was playing at uh, and at the end of that season one episode, I don't know. It just felt like um, that was a, a cool character. They could have plumbed some more depth from. Yeah. And uh, like I was saying before, even though it might seem incongruous that they spend so much time on his passing in this episode, I think it's earned from that perspective and I'm glad they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think I, yeah, I, it almost, so, God. I was going to make a bad joke about how I am someone who can speak on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I do think that it is like the, the difference is that with the, because it isn't really the trope, you know, which is nice because they they flesh out this character and they give him right. his own agency and his own story. And it is just that he's sharing something, an interest with Lisa and they bond over that, mm-hmm. you know, and he is teaching her things. But it's not like this very one sided thing where, you know, the character appears and, and does their thing and then leaves and we don't really get, you know, any real information about them or. Right. You know, any of their story it's just kind of mm-hmm. in and out and well, really yeah, i mean it. clearly he has jobs that he's doing when he's not around Lisa. like he was singing at that game and like he released this album a while ago and he may or may not be related to dr hibbert like right. <laughs> we don't know <laughs> but yeah he has kind of his own thing that he's doing and like 
even when he does pass away, it's like she doesn't she's not informed of it or anything. It's not like she was there at his bedside or anything. It's just she goes back and he's not there anymore. Right. And she's like, oh, clearly somebody else took care of like burying him and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that nobody was there when he passed. Right. Like that's I think so. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I like I understand why they did it, because like at the funeral, she makes that nice speech about him and like you didn't get him. Nobody, nobody understood him kind of deal. But it was always really interesting to me that Lisa was alone, like at this funeral. And then like it was obviously the big part of the funeral. And then it pans over to Homer and Marge, like several feet away from God knows. Everything. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't. So, like, like why did you, you got dressed up and came to the funeral, but just decided to just be standing several like a while away. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know if that's just because it was more powerful if Lisa was there alone, but it was just funny that they included Homer and Marge at all. If they were just going to be like, yeah, they were there. Too. They're just going to be kind of standing over to the side. <laughs> just yeah. for the hot yeah. dog joke. <laughs> well, I know we said my kids through college. <laughs> <laughs> I know we said earlier, or you know, it was discussed earlier that like sentimental episodes aren't necessarily everybody's favorite on this one. But like, I, I have to admit, I am a sucker for them. And, uh, uh, I'm Kelly. I'm glad you brought it up. I, I kind of suspect it probably won't end up being in the top five, you know, of, of the consensus, you know, group discussion, but, um, thank you for bringing it up. Cause it's a great episode. Yeah. It's one, it's one of my favorites for sure. Just uh, uh, probably of the whole series. I love it, but yeah, I understand uh, it's probably not in the top five. Yeah. Just com- with the other things that are on there. Yeah. This one is so, this season is so good. It's like, yeah. It's hard for any of us to get like our pet episode in there, you know. It's, it's hard to talk to the bring clip in show. Here. Yeah, <laughs> that was my next one. I was wanted to bring up the clip show. <laughs> one reason I was very happy that Kelly brought that up is because um, I, I understand that it, it is not great in terms of runtime and people having to listen to, especially me, talk too much. But I did appreciate our format from last time where we got to talk about every single episode. And uh, obviously we won't be able to do that this time. So, you know, getting an opportunity to talk about one of the ones that maybe not be a top five was still fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we can maybe just run through them real quick if we want. Ooh, Paul. All right. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah, we can do like one or two pet episodes that we really like, yeah. but we know aren't going to get consensus or something. Okay, hell yeah. Why don't we go ahead and do that? Because I, I honestly did not. I think everything that I would have had in my top five is already out there. Um, I And the only one I was going to say, so I'll just start it off here. We'll run through the rest of them. Um, I would have, if I was going to pick from the rest of this group, I would have picked Lisa on ice as my next one to great one great one i think this love a lisa episode it's a great lisa episode it's a great bart and lisa episode um it's another one that's very like there's a lot of moments in it that are just they're they're fun to see because they're just so like it's fun to see lisa playing hockey and then participating in you know Mm. in sports and like just kind of being kids and it's fun seeing Lisa find something else that she's good at. And like, I just really like, it's, it's cool to see, like, I know that the, I can't remember who this, I know this is one of the later showrunners that wrote this. I can't remember the name. Um, he's a big hockey fan. Hmm. And is it either Bob Anderson or Mike Scully? Cause I haven't, it's Mike up. Scully. Okay. Um, he was a big hockey fan. And I just, I like what the writers kind of introducing that stuff and, and making it se- so seamless um in there just like yeah lisa i could totally see Mm -hmm. lisa enjoying this and like i could totally see bart playing and being good at it because 
yeah, I just, that's kind of how he's presented. And I just think it's, I really like the story. Mm-hmm. And I like that, uh, last thing I'll say here is that in Homer versus Patty and Selma, that Lisa then picks hockey as her sport that she wants to do. I didn't notice I that. Oh, uh, she's got, so I like that she's continued that or at least in one episode. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I like that yeah. Apu coaches a hockey team for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know that's... how we got into that, but. You call that that's... blowing. <laughs> yeah, like, why does he have an interest in hockey? Like, we never see him talk about it any other time. He doesn't have any kids at this point, so it's not like he's the parent who's coaching. Like, right. yeah. I don't know how we got into that, but. That keeps coming up. Like, like that's another thing that keeps coming up in uh, this season in particular is that like they don't introduce very many new characters. It's just kind of like they just keep putting people from the town in these roles. <laughs> yeah. So like, suddenly yeah. there's people teaching classes that we've never seen teach a class before. And then there's <laughs> people coaching hockey all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, another thing. It... Oh, go ahead, Joe. No, sorry. I was just going to say, I, I love Lisa on ice and uh, another uh, heartwarming one for me, but uh, also it ends with a riot uh, yeah. and uh, we get another Uter appearance, uh, perhaps the, the greatest Uter appearance of all time. Uh, just top to bottom. Excellent episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Over whipping him with a towel is, is always oh, going to make me rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So- Sorry to all of our German listeners. Uh, <laughs> Which we have a we, lot of. That's true. That's like our only listeners. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I, I talked about I talked about this to Paul for a little bit, but like I liked in this season, uh, there's a lot of Marge annoyed with Homer, but I also think this season had a lot of just showing how weird Marge is too and showing how she kind of fits with Homer in that because I love in Lisa and Ice where she has Milhouse's teeth for God knows oh, what reason. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things where you just kind of like, she just keeps showing them like, Mom, stop showing us those and then Milhouse comes and you guys have my teeth. <laughs> no. <laughs> God, I love that for Marge. It's uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, Marge is sometimes weird in a way that you get why she goes with the rest of the family. You don't see it too often, but yeah. when she's trying to give Lisa that, or at least her Bart that potato <laughs> in oh, a different yeah. episode, oh, yeah. it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, I just think they're neat. Yeah, <laughs> potatoes are neat. They can turn into so many delicious things. But agreed. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, there's so many great ones just to like brush by i will say that like if if we eliminated tree houses uh last time as Mm. as top five contenders and for good reason i think that is absolutely the right way to do it Treehouse of horror five would 1000 percent be in my top five because it has can you remind us which segments are in that yeah it's got the shinning uh, okay time and punishment uh homer going through time and trying to fix Mm -hmm. the timeline with his toaster uh, and then Nightmare Cafeteria, where the kids are uh, trying to... Yeah, those are all yeah. great. I love, so I love the shooting stuff. There's not a better, there's not a better treehouse, in my opinion. I don't think that's a controversial statement. But, like, I just Paul, think... I love that, dog. That That is <laughs> confidence. I love it. Uh, I mean, like, which one? I, I was thinking about it this way, that this is probably the only treehouse in the classic era that I would rank in the top five of the season. And, like... Wow. I would probably have it number two, if not number one. I just mm. think it's it's, so, it's really solid. Like yeah. each segment is fantastic, and like it, I yeah, it's just like it all flows together so well. They kind of got it down where like I don't mind the um, whatever you call them, those middle segments, uh, the wraparounds, the wraparounds. 
Um, I don't mind them, but I kind of like that they cleaned it up a little bit here. Just like went straight into the like the mm-hmm. horror couch <laughs> gag, started the first segment, like just kind of had it down. And they're just three really strong segments. Yeah, like, they're all three good. of the best segments of Treehouse. They're not like oh, they're all really one. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this this I- also might be like the actual like scariest uh treehouse yeah, they have yeah. of all of them uh ending with nightmare cafeteria like oh. literally so my you know like i said my brother is significantly younger than i am and that shit messed him up <laughs> watching oh, the yeah. yeah like watch their skin turn inside out or whatever like i had no idea that was coming we watched it live and i i must you know he must have been like three or four or something yeah uh and it was it was a lot now he loves it today he loves it today, but it was like it scared the shit out of him when he was a little kid, and it like it took him a while to work through it. Anyway, right. even, yeah, even yeah. when they did the dance, he couldn't get on board. Well, so that's what I was saying. Of course, then if, you know, Santa's little helper comes in and does like rip yeah. Bart's guts out when he's dragging Drags him off. Away, yeah. It's it's grisly, but uh, it's great. Uh, I, I love when uh, groundskeeper Willie comes in with that. He just goes, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Manny dancing people just do like the little, little butt swag at the end, you know, going, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's just, so good. Yeah. I, I just get like these three segments being in the same tree house. Yeah. It's uh, anything. The Shining is one of my very favorite movies. So seeing the Simpsons pay tribute to it in a way that was very, you know, it, it very much came from a fan of the original movie, but then it had its own weird Simpsons stuff in it. Yeah. It made me happy. Right. Uh, the five John Denver Christmas special. Feel <laughs> <laughs> personally John offended Denver. by that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Our family loves John Denver. I'm sorry. Specifically the Muppet Christmas album. <laughs> if we come so, back and everyone's slaughtered, I owe you a Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was I, I really like that segment too. But the nightmare cafeteria is great. Well, what was the middle one? Um the you said one. the toaster one. Oh yeah, that one's good yeah. too. I, I love that one. You know, the re-education, uh, mm-hmm. you know, James Earl Jones coming back to that. This is indeed a disturbing universe. <laughs> uh, and then uh, also like, again, one of the greatest jokes the, the series has ever done. Like I'm the first non-Brazilian person to go backwards through time. Uh, <laughs> Which doesn't really mean anything. Does it? Like it, it, it was like, so they talked about it on the commentary. It was a specific reference that someone was trying to make. And there is there is controversy about whether or not they are correct with their reference. Okay. I understand. Yeah. So they misremembered or something, possibly. Right. Okay. Like there's like there's like some fantastic like Brazilian science fiction novel from a very long time ago featuring a guy going back in time. And anyway, uh now I want to know what that be, is, but yeah, yeah it was supposed to be a reference to that, I th- I think. <laughs> Interesting. <clears throat> well it worked on me yeah. i like those kind of jokes there's there's a ton of these in the simpsons where it's just like it, it either it's like a movie i haven't seen or it's just sometimes it's just a joke they made that really doesn't mean too much and i'm just like yeah like that works like, yeah maybe <laughs> right i don't know, I don't know why means. it's funny but it is yeah yeah, like, yeah. Josh Weinstein did a, a prompt on twitter recently where he was just like what's a line that you use all the time and it was a great repository for what you're talking about, Paul, where it's like yeah. jokes that even if you don't necessarily get it. And for me personally, like it was always the uh, the line of uh, I am familiar with the works of Pablo Neruda. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> anytime you want to get snotty with somebody. Yeah, I'm not familiar with his works, but that line is funny as hell. <laughs> <It is. laughs> 
yeah. If we were I, ranking it, I do agree that it's not. And I wanted, I was going to bring that up earlier. I just, it is hard to, to, you know, think about tree houses in the same way that you think about the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be interesting to go and actually rank them separately. But I think it's a good idea to leave them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, so I thought it'd be crazy not to bring that one up. I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it. I think it'd be crazy not to bring up the PTA disbands. Like that is such a strong episode to me. Um, you yeah. know, purple, purple bunky dishwasher. Uh, getting... <laughs> so good. Um, uh, you know, Marge becoming Bart's teacher is so funny. He's got that goddamn uh, log trap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, crush her skull. Yeah. Crushed yeah. that one to death. Jasper with his beard and the pencil sharp. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and and talk and also letting everyone know what happens if you paddle the school canoe. Uh, <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. like uh, the 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 whole bit about uh, you know uh, Bart playing both you know Skinner and Krabappel against each other by being like, yeah, he said you'd say that. Like, what? What is Skinner say? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why are I they listening to plays... Bart? They should know better than that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> plays them like a fiddle uh to me some of the funniest jokes that they they did that season you know um also i would throw i mean it, it, it's crazy that we haven't brought up uh two dozen and one greyhounds yet uh oh, think, another great song oh, yeah. yeah right yeah mm-hmm. um love that one obviously for a number of reasons like just even just like the, the very specific models inc reference that they make in there is great uh but yeah like get that stupid cat out of the way uh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh, explain the culottes boy uh that's, that's very good <clears throat> kelly i know that you love the uh this time uh, I, yeah, well, that's probably the most quoted thing that i do is that get homer eating the chips and he just keeps he doesn't switch up what he's doing at all and he just this time. <laughs> yeah oh, we love that one too <laughs> yeah homer, exactly the same way exactly yeah Homer very understandably being like, oh, he misses casual sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that, that's before we get into like the big, you know, the musical number or whatever, which very understandably is, I think, the centerpiece of the Key of Springfield uh, set. Like that, that it's, it's placed as like sort of like the, the, the piece de resistance. They, they build up to it and that's the big finisher uh you know not necessarily the last track in the in the record but placed right there where you're like that's kind of like the you know the, the track they want to bring the most attention to which i think makes mm-hmm. sense that's, that's a great episode it's mm-hmm. so good i know we talked about this before but like i love that these white slippers are albano african endangered right it just fits together so well yeah and it's just it's got the best alliteration it's just uh, it's a great a song i know it's a parody of another song and it just fits right in but it, they did a great job with they it. did a great job parodying it like yeah they yeah did a really good job making their own song i love that joke where where um Burns throws Lisa the phone and says, Kosovo, who gives a damn? He, dialed back <laughs> and immediately. he took it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He rips it out of her. <laughs> well, then also, like, they thought they could, like, like foil him when he's holding a gun, and he just, like, like turns it on them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd obviously, he had the upper hand. He's like, Look, no, I can't do it. Look at the both of you standing up like a couple of Rory Calhouns. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I don't know who Rory Calhoun is, but that's still funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. He's, I feel like right. stands and walks. Apparently, it doesn't matter. It's an old. That's all the information yeah, that I have. Someone that burns like, like it. Does well, yeah, not. he must be old of burns like yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's like all of Burns's quips. It's like I don't get it, but I like it because yeah. it's like so outdated that, like, of course we don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. Oh man, like when when the reveal is that he's just like manually stealing the puppies out of the box while the Simpsons <laughs> oh, aren't looking. Yeah, they're just turning. I mean, there's this just... like, come on. <laughs> Where's the ingenuity? Put the same guts into the schemes as he used to, sir. <laughs> he's not trying to sneak into their house and walk across their ceiling like he was in the last season. Exactly. <laughs> he's just like taking them out of the yard. Uh, uh, one one I wanted to bring up really quick that I was surprised that hasn't been brought previously is uh, Lisa's wedding. I think that I was is about a... to say the same thing. Okay. I wanted to talk about it, even though I knew nobody would have it on their list. I was like, but it's a fun one to talk about. Yeah, I, I don't think, think it reaches top five status, but yeah, that one's that one's really fun. We get to see, yeah. you know, older Lisa. We get to see Lisa with sort of her peers, which we don't get to see very often, uh, you know, because he's kind of yeah, intellectually on the same level as Lisa um, and they like yeah. the kind of same things. But then we see that, you know, that's not really important if he's a jerk, right? <laughs> which is yeah. a very nice uh, sentiment. And I love the little cufflinks that yeah, that's such that's a like hard thing to have, but it's it like, is. yeah, you can just you could just wear those no one's gonna do anything yeah. <laughs> and yeah, sorry sorry go ahead. <laughs> oh i was just gonna mention the esquilax <laughs> this oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. A rabbit in the body of a rabbit. here esquilax <laughs> yeah. uh just i love the continuation of, of the homer and lisa relationship right like going back to like mm-hmm. season two with the mr bergstrom episode like they have had their ups and downs but ultimately homer is super concerned with making sure that his little girl like knows that she's loved and that mm-hmm. like he's very upfront with her that like she's smarter than he'll ever be and like he, right. she's the best thing that he'll ever you know ever do is is is, is have lisa out in the world because of him partially um right. and so i love that this episode revolves around her showing some of that love back to him right like the gesture he makes with with hugh by giving him those cufflinks is it's one that is like very like blue collar kind of, you know, low class, whatever. Um, but it's genuine and heartfelt and it's such a small thing for Hugh to, to have to do just right. to show that, that, yeah, that respect for, for Homer. And I love that Lisa is like, no, that means so much to me that I, I would not like, that's, that's too much. Uh, you know, I won't, I won't marry you because you can't mm-hmm. show that small, you know, gesture of respect to my father. Um, it's it's a it's a reflection of of what Homer has shown her, I think, or told her at yeah. least over the years, and I, I love that. I think it's great. Then, of course, you have the crying robots who don't know why they were programmed to cry. <laughs> and their heads explode like a. I, maybe it's uh, because we're or... James Bond's fans, but um, I love that the way he tries to impress her, the future in laws, is that he says, "I must have seen Octopussy twice." <laughs> like, I love that's the first place his mind goes is James Bond. Yeah, specifically Octopussy too. Yeah. Like, what a Homer. Not James like Bob one of the great so ones, like... you know. <laughs> Mandy Patinkin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go. Um, yeah, that Mandy Patinkin's we just talked about because I I think both me and Paul didn't realize that was even him like mm-hmm. <laughs> until we saw it through this one. Uh, I, it's so funny to me when he gets the flag back after it's been lit on fire and stomped in shit, and he's like, yeah, st- <laughs> "Still warm, <laughs> still warm." <laughs> 
Yeah, mm. all in all, it's just a very sweet Homer and Lisa episode. Because I, I, I don't know, it, the whole thing with Homer and Hugh obviously is designed to make you sad, but it is very like disheartening when uh, Hugh won't do anything of like that Homer wants him to do. And like Homer's so accepting that he won't do it. He's just kind of like, oh yeah, he's like, I took the couplings back because he he wasn't into that it. Was so yeah, like, he was very accepting. That like broke my heart. Yeah. It was so hard. But wasn't but that love... so sweet? Like that Homer was willing to like sublimate that for himself exactly. for his little girl, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he, like he let it slide, but Lisa wasn't gonna let it slide. But I, I love that dynamic that Lisa wouldn't let it slide because, yeah. right? Of course, Homer's gonna like put himself down and be like, well, it's not his cup of tea. And the, but I love how that kind of bounced back with Lisa when she went back in time with the fortune teller. And then like, she's like walking with Homer and he's like telling her all this stupid stuff they did around the fair. And she's like, that's great, dad. I'm yeah, like, oh my God, so... my heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's way up there for me. Like we've talked before about how Marge uh, in uh, Marge Be Not Proud, um, you know, her relationship with Bart in that like makes mm -hmm. me emotional all the time. But like, to the positive, you know, like the the cheerful kind of version of that is definitely Lisa at the end of that episode, like just being so enamored of her dad, like talking yeah. about his his you know crazy bullshit, his his you know mm -hmm. menial stuff that he's doing. Uh, I, I love that; it's great. Because there's truly no reason for Homer to feel bad about himself just being who he is. Like, especially mm -hmm. in that sense, there's obviously lots of times where Homer makes the bad decision, but like in that in those scenes in like Lisa's wedding, like he's just trying to be a good person. And it like breaks yeah. my heart that like Hugh won't accept him as that. How much effort does Homer put in, in general throughout the entire episode for him just even to try to put together the, uh, the raising of the, the union Jack yeah. for Hugh yeah. on his arrival is like an, an enormous amount of, uh, of, of effort on his part. Even Bart's pitching in for Christ's sakes. Like, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> It's it's a lot of fun, uh, and again, I think it's extremely funny. That, like he put together like this fireworks display, and then ends up having to like hit the cow on the ass to walk out, being like, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the backup plan. The backup so yeah, stupid. it's just so much. Yeah. <laughs> again, they they this season is just doing a perfect job of of doing the the episodes where they choose to be sentimental. They're not overloading it. It's not treacly. It's not you know saccharine. They they do first and foremost jokes. It's they're funny, mm -hmm. and then they also happen to have a little bit of of heart at the end, which I think is great. That kind of leads me to my uh, sort of sleeper dark horse pick that I will like and nobody else will. Uh, Grandpa versus sexual inadequacy. Um, we, since I recently turned 36, I can identify with grandpa being an old person. Um, so I always okay. enjoy a grandpa episode where he's cranky and crunchy and everything makes him upset. Um, so so yeah, I like the 36 is that age. Kelly. Yeah, uh -huh, that's how I feel, certainly. Um, but anyway... I like that it kind of starts out as a Homer and Marge one where it's like they're having some marital difficulties, which it seems like they probably would just given right. you know how busy and crazy their lives are and just like Homer being Homer. <laughs> um, so it, it makes sense that they would maybe need to have a little bit of time to reconnect and stuff and then they keep trying to do it. And it doesn't work with the Mr. and Mrs. Erotic American and the wet dry back <laughs> and all that That's stuff. Hard. And then somehow Grandpa just finds out about this and he's like, sex, sure. <laughs> I had sex. <laughs> and then he brews it up in his bathtub and just throws it at Homer um, out the window. And then everybody in town 
you know, starts to need the same tonic. And it's like, how did they find out about it? Like, why are they buying this creepy snake oil that's made in his bathtub? But right. apparently nobody cares. <laughs> well, obviously it was reverse vampires. It. Yeah, well, it could be reverse vampires. And yeah, a great B-plot with the uh, reverse vampires yeah. that Lisa's not even serious about. She's just like, okay, it's, like... Like, so perfectly part... Like, it's just sort of there. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't get in the way of, of the main plot. Mm-hmm. But it, like, it works with the main but plot it, yeah, at the same time. Takes off of it. Yeah. And but, it doesn't really need to resolve. Yeah. Like it's just sort of like, well, yeah, once things start to settle back down again. They're like, they oh, well, let's go anymore. on to the next thing that's weird. Yeah. They're but, just kids being kids. Mm-hmm. But then it, it kind of turns into a Homer and Grandpa episode like halfway through because they're right. trying to sell it together and they go back to their old house, which Homer inexplicably doesn't remember living there. He seems to. He knew he spooked the cows. Well, yeah, like he doesn't, when they drive up to it, he doesn't know where it is. Yeah, and yeah. then he's like, oh yeah, that hot dog tree. And it's like, well, he remembers planting the hot dog tree and spooking the cows. <laughs> I guess maybe the house looks really different. But um, it is kind of sweet at the end where they both go to the same place to think things over, yeah. you know. And we see that they're actually really very similar since they both, you know, accidentally set the house on fire at the same time. (laughs) The big sentimental moment is, I was always proud you weren't a short man. (laughs) He doesn't even say a tall man, just not a short man. (laughs) And Homer accepts this. He's like, oh, I completely understand, Dad. You're so great. Yeah. I learned a really important lesson about not playing getaway music while I'm trying to get away from somebody. Yeah, another classic bit. (laughs) they just turn around and go home (laughs) but yeah that's a for me just because i enjoy a good grandpa episode that that is one that i knew wouldn't get on there but one that i really like it's good i i love the the tiny little al gore part is very oh i will iconic just legendary (laughs) kelly you gotta do it come on i will (laughs) thank you He's, he had the record player ready to go to like yeah. that was already queued up and it was on. He did the needle drop immediately. I gotta say I'm probably biased because uh, I, I grew up. My favorite baseball team my entire life is the Oakland A's, and every time they win in Oakland at home, they'll play celebrate uh, <laughs> over the PA. Okay. So I've just been hearing this for 20 plus years now, being like celebrate, and be like I will. it's very satisfying i feel compelled to say it whenever it comes on the radio or something yeah Yeah, exactly yeah yeah Uh, one copy of his book was sold (laughs) (laughs) uh it's it is a good episode it's just a solid episode i think that's the thing with six is it's like you know it's you think like oh there's some that aren't as good but then you talk through them it's like there's so many good gags in there they're they're solid episodes like i wouldn't personally say like bart's girlfriend i think that's what it's called yeah um is a particularly strong episode in the season but it's good like it's got a lot of fun Mm -hmm. moments in it and um that's meryl streep right yeah it is which it drives me nuts every time because i try to listen for it and i'm like i can't hear meryl streep yeah you it doesn't really sound like her yeah but it drives me nuts like listening because i'll be like i can sort of hear it but she does a great job yeah it's jessica like she is jessica yeah yeah Yeah. and she's perfect like she does a great job it's because they would have just great in whatever she fucking does back when they would have people come on and play characters instead of just being themselves like that was the guest star you wanted it was somebody would just play a character who was in it yeah yeah Yeah. reminds me of michelle pfeiffer like michelle pfeiffer was Mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
Yeah, and you wish and they kept that's... doing that, but then they just started getting on people like Britney Spears, who were just Britney Spears. Right. <laughs> it's exactly. like, well, that's not right. fun. <laughs> but it's fun later to just find out that like, even now I'm fine. Like I didn't know it was Mandy Panikinson until today, or I think yesterday, really. When did we mm-hmm. talk about it, Paul? I, I, I earlier just, today. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea, and I've never thought to look it up before. So I just kind of accept that these characters are talking, and I have no idea who they are. And I had no idea it was a huge mm-hmm. guest star. Yeah. That's a they, that's a good thing that these earlier seasons definitely did. Especially, it seems like around this era, like six, seven, eight, maybe five, a little bit too. Like they would have guest stars, but they would just sort of just play another character, and it was just nice that it's like, oh, like you said, it's like you mm-hmm. discover it later, or you figure out who somebody is. The fun or, little Easter egg, almost. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not a big deal and i think that's that's the way that's how it should be like especially for animation like i think it should be about an actor just coming in to do a voice i don't think Mm -hmm. it should be about that character being the actual person like it's annoying once it gets to that point unless it's like a band coming in then those are usually pretty funny but like yeah the the insync one is pretty great i'm gonna i'm gonna say like every band one like i like the smashing pumpkins i liked i liked everyone that came in just as a musical act uh, James Taylor was great. Like, oh yeah, those are fun. Those are fun. Yeah, yeah, and they're also they... like subverting their their images a lot of the time when mm-hmm. they right. in those particular episodes. Exactly. So that's great. Yeah. But yeah, that was fun. Um, an episode that I wanted to talk about just a little bit is Fear Flying with Mark. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I it's not it's not a top five contender at like in any capacity, but like. I, I love a Marge episode, but I think that that kind of, it let her be unhinged, which was fun. And it let her like, kind of like explore part of her life without worrying too much about the rest of the family, even mm-hmm. though like Homer kept inserting himself into it no matter what. But like the main focus was on Marge. And I feel like we got to see her backstory a little bit, which we don't get to see very often. So it was really fun. I love the monkeys stuff within her memories Oh, yeah. I love when she's on the school bus. <laughs> That's not even Michael Nesmith's real hat. <laughs> I love it. It's just so fun to see. I love that because my mom's favorite was Michael Nesmith. So. Mine too. He's yeah. the cutest one. And he has the little beanie. And it's so fun. I love the part where she's um she it looks like she's sitting on the sofa watching a live but she's actually just like crouching in front of the sofa. <laughs> she was like I I felt like that sometimes that I've been really stressed out. <laughs> she brings the dog. Listen to your mother's ramblings. <laughs> yeah, You're living in sin. Uh, a lot of good March stuff. This is a good season. It, there's a lot of balance with characters and yeah. stories and character moments, and I feel like we get a lot of different sides of each character. Um, it's not like a very Homer heavy season you know it's not a very bart i guess it is there's a lot of good bard i think because a lot of the good episodes the really good episodes are bard episodes but it's just a good mix you've got a lot of strong a lot of strong episodes for other characters marge has um is that rounds no round springfield is the you're thinking springfield Springfield confidential confidential i always forget the name of that one i really like that episode i didn't think i would like it as much revisiting it's one of those that i always kind of feel like it's like it's pretty ho-hum and mm-hmm. a little which one springfield confidential where, where she's a police officer where, where oh yeah totally i just think there's there's a lot of good moments in there it's a really good marge story we do get like jerk ass homer to an extreme mm, yeah 
Um, I get mad at Homer in that episode, honestly. But it like makes sense. Like you get where, like, you know, you get why Marge did what she did. And like, yeah, it's like Homer's a little uncomfortable in this one, but it's just like, I think it's played really well. And I like the, the end of it, the whole showdown with our fate, all of our favorite character, Herman, who we just <laughs> can't wait till the next Herman episode. Boiled by my own shoddy merchandise. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I do like Herman, but yeah. <laughs> no, I no, I like Herman too. I just, I like Herman too. I was scared of him as a kid. I, I, I <laughs> me and Paul talked about this earlier, but like, our grandparents had a very similar garage where it like opened, like it was kind of the door that like opened out and then he just had his Cadillac in there. So it was like, I always felt like Herman was in there for whatever reason. Every time we went to my grandparents' house, yeah, I was always like, that, very specific. Fucking, that guy is in there. And it scared me because of that episode in particular. And it was very funny because like, all in all, all he was doing was running a, a jeans operation. But I think that's just the point Counterfeit where he points the gun at Homer is where it got me where i'm like he's fucking in there and i'm not going in that garage <laughs> there's just a couple times where he gets he's a little terrifying like he's a little terrifying he yeah. does a couple things we'll talk about next season when he's got uh chief wiggum and snake tied up mm-hmm. oh yeah geez. Uh, <laughs> like it's like he's a character that you don't really like there's no real joke with him except it's uncomfortable that he's there. <laughs> like, that's kind of it. Like, when he was, I think, season one, when he appears, Bart the General, like, he was kind of mm-hmm. pushing it a little bit too far, too, like, taking it a little bit too seriously. And that's kind of his thing. Also, our grandparents' last name is Herman. So that might be why. Uh, it might have tied into that. So, <laughs> you like, I, that uh... Herman was also living there. I don't know if you knew <laughs> that his name was Herman. Back I then. probably did. I probably made all these connections, Paul, and knew exactly what <laughs> Um yeah, I just I think this is a great episode. It's got a lot of good commentary on cops in general. Mm-hmm. Like pretty harsh stuff from Lisa, especially, like talking about who will police the police. Yeah. yeah so I um and I think like just the whole thing with Mart like them laughing at Marge when she comes in and then tying it back to her them laughing at her when she leaves and <laughs> The, I don't know. The, I that all that I know that it's it's supposed to make like it's supposed to show like the the gender differences and like businesses, <laughs> but like I don't know. I I've always been I'm in a male dominated field now, so it's like hard to like watch that and then just be like they're sure. all laughing at her, and I'm just like I'm pissed as hell because like every time like anything like that happens to me, I'm like I have to like go above and beyond, and I know how Marge had to go above and beyond to be in like the police right. force. Yeah, the only like, thing uh, that the only thing that gets me through that with like feeling positive is that like uh both times it's undercut by Wigan being like, you know, walking my board or like we'll miss right. you or whatever. Like right. it's very it's very clear that the laughing <clears throat> is just like this learned social thing. Yeah. And then when that's when that's over and past, like the truth comes out and he's like, You're the best of us. <laughs> like he's making <laughs> that very clear. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. The, I think the only time I was like genuinely mad is when Homer wouldn't take her seriously in front of mm-hmm. like when he's parked weirdly in front of the quickie mart. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. It's hard because like you also don't want to side with cops. So you're like, you're not on Marge's side at all. But then yeah. you're like, Marge should be respecting Marge in general. Yeah. Specifically uh, he should. Well, he should be respecting her as his wife, even if it's exactly. not a police well, I officer. I think the thing is this specifically is this, it's not like Homer is, you know, triple parked across handicapped spots 
all the time. Like yeah. normally he parks normally at the normal spot. Normally, yeah. So like <clears throat> it's just that it seems like, oh, Marge is the cop. I'm gonna do all these. Well, yeah, maybe he's, maybe things. he's acting out a little bit because he feels like, oh, I, you know, my wife is For a cop. Sure. I'm not yeah. in charge anymore. Maybe he's feeling like that. I never really thought right. about that. Yeah, but that's a very Homer thing to do, where it's like he and notices he's having gambling in their house too, which yeah. is something they always do. Like he notices somebody. It's just like the whole Grimes thing. It's like he notices someone is annoyed with him, mm-hmm. so he turns his personality up to mm-hmm. to a hundred and just it annoys them as much as possible and doesn't really kind of realize it. Like, I don't think it's really on purpose. It's just kind of, that's his personality. It's like, Oh, you're annoyed. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to be more annoying. Then. <laughs> I do now, love Kelly. <clears throat> you can make a blanket statement, like saying that we don't support Marge uh, because she's a cop, but then you must remember she does break out, out the McGriff, the crime dog hand puppet at one point. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. On her side solves. after that. <laughs> that solves Lisa. all the issues she brought up. I clearly marked a crime. Out of crime. <laughs> we do love McGriff the crime dog. He appears other times. The, is it is is that the same one that uh Kit Brockman has on his on his the broadcast where he just barks it's, that dog can sell anything? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the same reference. I can't remember if they name him or not, but it, it okay. excellent. Yeah, Mc, yeah. McGruff is specifically from Chicago. So we had him in Lafayette, but I don't know if he was universal or not. But he's ba- he's definitely what's based on yeah, okay, he's a, I think he's a national icon. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, everybody he's knows Chicago. Because he, he yeah. says the Chicago zip code when he does his jingle. That's true. Yeah, yeah. McGruff, McGruff, Chicago, Illinois. 606-52? I don't remember I think it. It's, six, it's something nine. It that's not nine. our zip code, but that's okay. <laughs> it's close enough. Um, anyway, does anyone, anyone else have one that they'd like to... Oh, you know what? We have not talked about Lisa's rival. <laughs> we pretty much covered all of them almost. <laughs> we have. As it should be. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa's rival. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> no, it's it's that's... it's fantastic. Are you kidding me? Like that, that's the Winona yeah. Ryder episode, right? It's a good. It is. It's funny. Did you yeah. know that the whole time? Because I didn't know it was Winona Ryder until this week. This yeah, I didn't know that was her a either. Lot like her, I think it um, does. Which it is does. so sad. But she disappears like, oh, in the character. She, she does, does a yeah. great. She does job. a really great job. It's just the, it's like Meryl Streep where. I was like, I was just kind of looking up these episodes because I knew we were about to talk about them. So like I saw Winona Ryder in like the comments. So I'm like, fuck, that is Winona Ryder. This is such but... a good episode. I, it's weird to me. I think this is one that if you put it in another season, it would be in the top because it's such a strong episode. It, there's a lot of really good jokes. It's it's very sweet. It's very like you know, the parts of it can hit close to home and also it's just you know, it's a small kind of school story you know something we've all gone through and like i think that it probably would rise up a little bit more but it's just so hard when i'm like looking at this list like i cannot believe all these episodes are in the same season and then we forgot that one of the best one of the best like episodes probably one of the most (laughs) rememberable of when we watched as kids like i remember the telltale heart part where like mm. Lisa is, she takes her diorama and she like moves it to the floorboards and she hears it beating. Like I remember that very vividly as like a second grader. Like sure. I love that right. they had deal. to make the dioramas because that's something we had to do yeah. in some of my classes. I never got to do that. I remember I had to make like an ocean diorama. 
Ooh. Yeah, and we I had to do painted the whole yeah. thing blue and it was like sparkly and I put like coral in it. Anyway, that's not important. <laughs> but that's such a kid thing to do is to have like exactly. a diorama contest. Yeah. Like I love that they had something that like weird and mundane that you would probably never think of as an adult again. Right. Like yeah. and they had to do that and they go to hers and they're well, this doesn't deserve to win. <laughs> yeah. What? That's a great yeah, the, ending to that. Yeah. It's yeah, a girl's horn. <laughs> they just like Ralph Wiggum's old action figures. Above yeah. yeah, this is another time. I think this is earlier than PTA Dispatch, but Bart running around doing voices. To doing voices, yeah. Like, just yeah. thing that he does, apparently. They're trying to make a monkey out of you. <laughs> And like people buy it. He does it yeah. another time at a bank. I think that's oh, yeah. exactly it. Yeah. Oh no, I don't have your money here. It's a, yeah. it's a Bill's house and Fred's house. <laughs> like, or is that the as well? I don't remember. But like, he, yeah, I, I like these little moments with Bart. I like what he, him playing that prank on Millhouse. Like yeah. getting him chased by doing the whole fugitive thing. Oh my yeah. god, that's so good. <laughs> no, that that's that's the thing about Lisa's rival, right? Like, if it was just diorama rama, uh, <laughs> that that would be good enough, frankly, right. to to yeah. be you know potentially in a top five conversation. But then you add on top of that, this ha- this is the sugar bee plot where Homer oh, is getting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like, and then they're trying to like doing door to door sugar oh, sales, man. and then eventually foiled by rain and bees. Uh, <laughs> That's interesting. Is... Whenever there's a Lisa plot, the B like with a Lisa and a new friend, the B plot is Homer accumulating some resource and trying to sell it. Oh, you're talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah the one where he gets the grease point. and she's friends with Lisa Kudrow. That's oh, yeah. the same like A and B. Plot. That's it's very funny. That's a excellent observation. <laughs> but yeah, and he takes Bart out of school and makes him do stuff. <laughs> Somebody, it's, it's, uh, was recycling over there. It's it, that it that whole situation. I mean, whether we're talking about like the the speech that he does, you know, at, at one point about the uh, the blue noses and the town fathers who uh, you know don't know what to make of right. him. Uh, the the Englishman who is uh, nicking uh, sugar oh, yeah. when Homer's not looking, and he'll do it again. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the the Batman and Robin esque uh, you know performance by the beekeepers. I love the beekeepers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Simpson, you diabolical. Uh, it there that that B plot is maybe like could be the, one of the strongest B plots of the entire series, right? And that mm. it's it is buttressing what is already a very good A plot. So I, I'm with you. Like again, Lisa's rival did not end up cracking my top five because this season is just that replete with excellent, excellent quality. But if it made somebody else's top five, I would never blink an eye. <clears throat> yeah, it's what's so... funny about oh god, you go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say what's funny about the the Ralph Wiggum thing at the very end. Mm-hmm. That's like the most. That's that's probably the line that even people that aren't like Simpsons fans know is mm-hmm. my cat's breath smells like cat food. But well, I, bet I, I bet my Wookie. Yeah, everybody knows that I, one. I have. I don't read his line as he actually says it in the episode in my head. Because in my head, I always read it as, my cat's breath smells like cat food. But he doesn't say it like that at all. So it's very funny listening to it, like, in the actual episode and being like, oh, he just kind of says it. He doesn't, like, he doesn't enunciate it the way that way. But I think (laughs) I only enunciate it that way in my head now because it's such a big deal that everybody says it all the time. But it's like, he must have said it in a weird way. And I'm like, I've just made that up completely. (laughs) Well, also, Kelly, to your point, like, 
that is how that line would be delivered now or like that's you know, in, true in later mm. seasons at the time they still allowed ralph like these weird like non sequitur aside readings where he would be like you know like like he says in this was like my breath my cat's breath smells like cat food it's just like yeah. a non sequitur thrown out there for no reason uh because mm-hmm. lisa's using big words around him but also like other readings that he's done you know uh like when lisa um uh, you know, it becomes a vegetarian. I think it is where he's like, I can't believe I used to go out with you. Like it's a very, <laughs> it's a very not like modern Ralph reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but for a while there, he was allowed to kind of be a different character. That's, I, like the- I think. Oh, go, uh, I was just real quick. I love the line um, when um, in this episode in particular with Lisa's rival, where he's asking um, the new girl for like answers on the test and then lisa says i can't tell you either and he's like stop talking yeah he's so mean <laughs> yeah. it's rude yeah it's such yeah. a hurtful thing like hearing ralph say that right? <laughs> uh, it's so funny though just stop talking to me. yeah the- i i do want to make it clear that i i like what he ended up becoming right like i i do love mm. like that his he every line delivery after a while has that same rhythm where he's like i am not a baby like yeah right. like that <laughs> very deliberate sort of he's almost discovering each word as he's saying them. <laughs> um but yeah that the 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 older days where they were allowing uh i can't remember that who does it must be nancy nancy i think uh, it is yeah doing the delivery and she just she did a great job like giving him a little bit of uh variation from time to time i thought it was super funny there's such a weird moment this is completely an aside but in season three i think lisa's pony where oh god yeah yeah yeah. got this line uh, yeah i'm sure you know exactly which one i mean right like there's like that's it's the bubblegum walk right (laughs) there's that with a very wriggly there's that one but then there's the one where like the kid's like the horse yeah she tames that horse and then ralph is like but what man could tame her (laughs) yeah that's like it's a bizarre line to hear come out of ralph yeah yeah Yeah, like and that's when nancy was still (laughs) doing him as nelson like that was basically yeah yeah Yeah. what man could tame her yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah exactly what it was Um, Kelly, we we all interrupted you and you had some of this. Oh, yeah, sorry just, about that. I was just going to say, um, one of the reasons I like this episode is because it's one of the few times like a new character is introduced for one episode and we do continue to see them afterwards. Yeah. Like, well, she doesn't really have any lines, obviously, because Winona Ranger's not there to do her voice, but we do continue to see Allison in her friend group. Like, That's a good call. there's yeah. other episodes where it's like, she's in the cafeteria and Allison's next to her, or, you know, she's doing stuff with her friends, like the other episode where she gets a new friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison's there when they go to get makeovers and stuff. So I like oh, that yeah. she does continue to be Lisa's friend. Yeah. Especially since we so rarely see Lisa with anyone other than occasionally Janie like she doesn't really have any like some for some reason she hangs out with Sherry and Terry even though they're not in her grade which is really right. weird um the two hey, girls, look, they're, you know. they're, they're two other girls that they draw frequently but um I like that she does like it seems like she is still friends with Allison later even if we don't really see her right. which is nice Janie was understandably uh turned away and, and and scared when Lisa said she was about ready to pitch the whole alphabet yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I do love to occasionally see her with JD, you know, the, the couple of times that she needs to interact with another girl her own age. But um, right. 
you know, it is nice to, you know, see her be a kid sometimes that she does have friends who are her own age that she goes to their house and she hangs out with them. She has people to sit with in the cafeteria. Like that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, even even if it results in having like a really condescending uh, father of that friend asking if you'd like to bounce a ball. Yeah, he sucks. Oh, um, what a great little moment. That, that's so good. It's so Because here's, here's the thing, like, we're all reasonably intelligent people here. Like being put on the spot to do an anagram. Oh, uh -huh. <laughs> so, yeah, it would be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. So like Elisa, like you, you identify with her so much. She's like Jeremy Irons. She's like Jeremy's iron. Like, like, like what else are you gonna come up with? <laughs> You'd have to think like, about that for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they and play. It. They in such an awful way. <laughs> like just immediately too. It's like yeah, yeah. Like it's just. She couldn't do it, so you must be so stupid. All you mm -hmm. can do is bounce a ball. Not so we're gonna extremely try extremely stupid. Not we're gonna I like, feel like... dumb it down a little bit, or like find another game to see if you're better at that. It's just yeah. how about this? <laughs> he bounces ball instead, <laughs> and then she bounces it off her foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then I'm sorry. I I just have to point out that we've been talking about this episode for like ten minutes, uh -huh. and I think that. Maybe that's an indicator that it should uh, be considered. Oh, I don't know. I don't for the top five, I'm just putting it out there because I had like three more things I wanted to say about it. <laughs> like, I think it's, I think it's one of those that you don't realize, and I, I feel this way about PTA disbands as well, where it's like you don't Thank think you. about how good it is until <laughs> you watch it, and then you're like, oh my gosh, that's such a great episode. And it's hard, especially when you're rewatching, because like I feel like. I've seen all these episodes a million times, obviously, like all of us have, but it's like rewatching through the, all these, this whole season all at once, you kind of like keep putting like episodes that like are like obviously big episodes yeah. above these other episodes. So like, a, like Elisa's rival probably would be a huge contender if I wasn't watching them all at once. Sure. If I was just like going back and being like, which ones do I remember as a kid being like, ones that I remember watching, I would have, I would have picked Lisa's rival probably immediately. Yeah. Well, I mean, and to that point, right. Like I'm sitting here. Uh, I, I think Paul's right. Number one, like doing a review of our top five and seeing if maybe Lisa's rival wedges its way in is, is totally valid. But like I had two more episodes where I'm like, we haven't talked about Bart versus Australia. We haven't talked about who <laughs> shot Mr. Burns part one. Oh that, yeah. How do we get yeah. not, not to Mr. Burns at all? Like, <laughs> Right. My reasoning personally was that I think part two is the better of those episodes. So I would probably put that in my That's top five I of feel. season seven. Yeah. I can't I can't separate them. That much is, is true. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like because they fall in two different seasons. It's hard. But the first half is great, too. You first know, it's really good, really suspenseful. And yeah. Like, what a great way to close out the season. Mm -hmm. And I just love how they everything that they set up in there and like it, it pays off so well in the second. I think you're right. It's hard to separate these two and really consider it its own thing. Like I've almost like, well, I was looking over the list and I saw it's like Barber says Australia. We haven't talked about it all. And then we haven't talked about those of the two. I was like, I cannot believe they haven't come up. But I think this one is a little bit like it's it's just kind of its own thing. I almost think of it like like a sideshow bob or like a tree house where it's just it's it's a different thing right yeah totally well and based off of our conversation from last time you know I, I, it's already been mentioned a couple times by by you know uh skeletor that we got like 
so many Bard episodes when I know that there was there was a big push and understandably so to include more like Marge and Lisa stuff from season five because they were such strong versions of that. But right. yeah, now we're in a situation where like we, uh, you know, Lisa's rival is is struggling to make its way in the top five. Um, even though maybe, you know, using our prior criteria might've, might've been a top contender for, you know, a season five or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's been interesting to see the dynamics change or, or, or evolve from one ranking to the next. And I think it really just comes down to like six is just, it's just too damn good. It's an unbelievably good. It's like, I don't know if it, like, I think it has to be a strong cons- tender for the best season yeah and i just think it's yeah. like it's really is like the episodes that are quote-unquote weak episodes are really just weak compared to the ones around them and like yeah if you pull them out and if you watch them separately or if you kind of like as we've been talking about it like i wouldn't really consider the greyhound episode one that's really my favorite but it's just like talking about it realizing how many moments there are in it how much fun it is like it's like yeah it's it so really fun. is a great episode it's just yeah not- it's not the top of this incredible, incredible season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I, I've gone around and around on this on like the top season of all time. And yeah, I, I will tell you, Paul, just to echo what you said a second ago, like season six was like, for me, for most of my life as like, you know, an arrogant, whatever, like, you know, little kid into being, uh, you know, in my twenties or whatever. I was just like, yeah, no, objectively, like it's season mm-hmm. six. It has to be. Uh, and then, you know, after a while, or I was, you know, I was trying to soften up my opinions a little bit, or maybe kind of go back and look over. I was like, you know, I really like the animation of season four. And also like season four is just mm-hmm. full of so many funny jokes. Season five is like unique amongst all the other, uh, you know, ep- you know, seasons because of the showrunner and like how like weird and, and referential the humor got, uh, there, there are various reasons to enjoy each of these, you know, these golden years seasons, but like. I, I had it again when I was watching for this time around being like six just might be that good. It's yeah. just that dominant. Anyways, sorry. It's no, it's so it's... fun. And I think the big thing too, is that it focuses so much on the family and then it pulls in, like I said earlier, it kind of pulls in the other characters in like roles that would normally just be random people. Like, uh, like you said earlier, they put in a poo when it could have been any kind of ice ice hockey coach like it could have been anybody but they put in a poo but like it's like it kind of like builds those characters more Mm -hmm. and like um so it kind of brings the town together more which is very nice like it's like it the only time you really see new characters is like when people are just kind of like um randomly like store like you you see the person in um the greyhound episode when you go to the dog store and like they they have that random guy that like makes them buy a bunch of crap for um Tan's little helper <laughs> right or I'm, later... I'm restless <laughs> <laughs> or later in that same episode where they have the guy at the park and like they have like marge say back to him like don't you miss his companionship he's like lady you're all right. <laughs> oh yeah the texan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But those are pretty much the only new characters. You don't really have a bunch of new characters in season six. And I think that's what kind of brings it all together. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think that six is like, as, as man that did the recap that I watched pointed out, his name is Real Jims. I don't know. Like, I like his YouTube content and he does a lot of Simpsons stuff. Um, but 
he um, had just mentioned how Five kind of set up all of this, kind of this style of humor and kind of how the town is used, like really brought in a lot of characters. Um, and then Six just nailed that, like just perfected that formula and brought it around and fleshed out a lot of those things that Five was doing. And it's just so like Five, I, I still, I have a soft spot for Five, I think just cause I, I revisited it first of all the seasons, but Six is just, it's definitely like, Five and six are very connected to me. And I just it's feel so like fun. six is just does everything so well that like is introduced earlier on. And yeah, just a you... lot of sweet moments, a lot of good family moments, a lot of well-rounded character stuff. They put in a lot of mole man stuff, a lot of Uter stuff. Like it's just <laughs> a bunch of like random characters that get a lot of like a lot of runtime in season six yeah absolutely yeah uh, to me four through eight is probably just an unimpeachable run that you need to step back and just and show appreciation for yeah i have to remind myself occasionally that like there was a time in the u.s at least where the most like the most culturally significant popular show was also an extremely smart show uh, that everybody could could band around. And, you know, I guess around the same time, you know, at least not too long after we had like Frasier and a couple other shows that were pretty intelligent as well. But like, I don't know, could be my bias. I feel like it's kind of few and far between where like highbrow entertainment is the the thing that is making America just, you know, band together and and uh, share in the monoculture. And it's pretty incredible that that four year run, especially for The Simpsons, was like such high quality. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy to me that that we were getting the height of The Simpsons and Seinfeld at the, at same, the same time. time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Two yeah. just oh. incredible <laughs> shows that are like kind of had the same arc where they're like really good seasons three through seven or eight, mm-hmm. and then like, that's like hmm. yeah. And then like, Seinfeld <laughs> ended, and The Simpsons yeah. didn't. <laughs> yeah. Good call. They should have ended around the same time. But... Like both very. Very smart and just like seem like they're counterculture, seem like they should be. Yeah. But we're not. Like, yeah, very, very well put. Yeah. It's just, um, I don't know. I, I, I am just, when rewatching season six, it just really hammers home how good The Simpsons is. Yeah. Like, just, I cannot believe it sometimes. I'm like, this is just so good. This, mm-hmm. I, yeah. So, yeah, you can plug in like a reference to, and I'll stop babbling at some point here, but like the, you can plug in a reference to, you know, any kind of like highly regarded band of, you know, the 20th century or, or, you know, the last hundred years, whatever, you know, and uh, there is a tendency maybe for people to try to do that um contrarian thing where like oh the beatles aren't that good or like right. oh like nirvana wasn't actually that impactful you know in the early nights it's like no man but it was like it it <laughs> it was incredible that those bands came when they did they did incredible work you know what whatever huge epical uh type of media figure there's a reason for that mm-hmm. um and it can't be discounted and like yeah like i feel like the simpsons is something that you could, you know, people might want to play down because especially as, you know, Skeletor was talking about, like it's, it's lasted, you know, probably longer than it should have. Although I will say that this 
this past season had some good episodes. I was really surprised. Uh, the Treehouse of Horror from this past year was very good. But yeah. did um, we watch well, that? I, I watched it. Okay, it is, yeah. I think we did watch the Treehouse of Horror. Maybe I do think they they've got better writers now. Like I I love that Brody yeah. is a Brody Gupta. Yeah, writer yeah. For, she is so fucking good. And she's so fucking funny. Like it's, I think it's kind of coming back around. I don't know if Simpsons will have like a full like. I don't know. It it kind of feels dead at the same time, but I feel like they are trying to find as much as they can with it, with, and they're doing a good job. I think they're yeah, getting no, to the, they've. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say I think they're getting to the point where it, you're bringing in writers that are are they're not reinventing it, but they are making it fresh again. Like they're allowing it to not be dragged down so much by the history of it. And yeah. like allowing the writers to kind of take it their own way. Cause I think that's what made these earlier seasons so special. It's like they, it, they were kind of less precious with the, what the show was like, they were, you know, like Ben don't break kind of thing. Like they, you know, well, been the reality of the universe of the show, but they, you know, they'll, they'll kind of keep parts of it intact. And yeah, that's totally. That's how I feel with Brody Gupta in, in general. It's just because she's so funny on her own, right? And like, I don't think she grew up with the show because she's much younger than us. But it's like she has a good voice of The Simpsons too. So like, she's doing a very good job continuing the voice of The Simpsons without, I think, romanticizing what they used to be, which is sure. very nice. Yeah, perfectly put. Yeah. So for anyone going nuts, should we talk about Bart versus Australia? <laughs> <laughs> talked about. I mean, I just I, I've been given too many of my thoughts anyway, but like on this one, I'll just say this. Like it is, I think, one of the most internationally beloved episodes. Like I feel like it gets a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a very strong episode. I think it merits that attention. I think there's a possibility that it might be slightly overrated just because sure. there's so much emphasis put on it, but uh, I, it's in my tier one of, of this season, right? Like I think it absolutely deserves mention. I just don't think it's in the top five for me. That's all. It is. It is an enjoyable episode. I, I like the first half better where he is setting up his phone scheme and stuff yeah. than the second half of the episode where they're yeah. actually in Australia because there's a lot of good stuff there like the whole that weird kid he talks to on the phone who is like the most insane accent i've ever heard it's not really australian sounding <laughs> but it's it's clearly like nancy cartwright i think like it, it just, sounds like sort of like ralph with a hearing his voice in my head is just making me laugh now and yeah. then when he talks to his dad there's nothing wrong with the bidet is there <laughs> they go and yell at their member of parliament who's just in the pond next door it's the prime minister. Oh yeah, Andy. <laughs> what's the good, good word? word? <laughs> I made one of my Animal Crossing characters say, "What's the good word to me?" That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, but yes. anyway, I love that. I love that he gets distracted because the bakery's on fire and whole downtown smells like cookies, and like that's the reason he gives up on this whole oh, like yeah. phone yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. Can you think <laughs> of a better question than Millhouse being like, "Want to smell?" smell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a such a kid. Smell. Like kids yeah. would go do that. They're like. Like, yeah let's go right. smell cookies you know and then i like that they find out about the whole thing because bart puts lisa saxophone in the trash oh, can <laughs> like it's just such a dumb thing to do and all lisa's just like hey <laughs> what's all this mail you have like <laughs> why was and we got that? we got evan conover right we got the uh you know so another great uh phil 
performance, right? I mean, oh, is he the guy from the government who comes to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like his his weird thing, which isn't really like played out super clearly, but he just like puts pause in between in between things like uh oh yeah uh, like, like that's his character trait uh, otherwise just kind of sounds like lionel hutz but a little bit less smooth yeah um, that's the funny thing about phil hartman like he can say everything in the same voice as phil hartman and i will believe that he's a new character. i'm like yeah like, he's a he's his own guy definitely yeah him not being as smooth as hutz definitely sets him apart and also i yeah. love i love like this the side shot at him being like in the 1980s, the you know the U.S. went through a, an infatuation with the Australian culture. For some reason, the Aussies thought this would happen forever. Right. <laughs> of course, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that does happen. Like the U.S. will go through little periods of fascination with other countries for like no apparent reason, right. and then right. it just goes away. And it's like we could have learned something, but yeah. no, we're just gonna like be fascinated with some other weird thing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you got you know you got like the fosters joke or he's like can i have one of those giant beers and like big enough for you yank it's like yeah, it's pretty, pretty big, big. <laughs> i think the the only thing that sets me apart from this episode that like makes me think that like it's later seasons is just that it's in another it's just that mm-hmm. it's in another country so it's like that's it's like one of the first travel later yeah it is yeah. like that's their big thing later is like they go to Japan and then right. it's like that's their whole thing is that they're in Japan. So I think Australia was like the first one. So to in my head, it's like, oh, that's just the the ones where they go to other countries. So I think I just kind of forget about it in the sense of season six. Sure. Yeah, I do yeah. think it's the best of those. Like, because I, I think it went, yeah. yeah, I think it went Australia, New York, Japan, Brazil, I think was the... Uh, they went to Africa, I think, in there as well. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Before, Brazil. before Brazil, yeah. Which is Africa. Okay, one gotcha. Is and then they just say deplorable. Africa. It's not a specific yeah. country. It's that's like so that's wild, yeah. not great. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do think this is the strongest of those. I oh, do yeah, like the yeah. New York one as well. But, um, you know, I think that that one's a, a little goofier in ways that this mm-hmm. isn't. And that's pretty hard to say when uh, this one involves the prime minister having a giant boot. <laughs> to uh, kick you in the butt with, but um... it's definitely better. I don't know. As soon as they start to leave, they like leave Springfield. I feel like that's like the jumping the shark point for me, where it's like this is when they're gonna start like bringing in celebrities and everything to me. Hmm. I do love that. You know, again, it's an Oakley and Weinstein show, so you know this. They wrote this one, so I'm I'm usually pretty partial to theirs. I feel like this is a trope they've used more than once where they do at the very end with like the, the dun, 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 dun. Yeah, Yeah, they do do that a lot. (laughs) Big push in on the koala holding on to the uh, (laughs) the helicopter. Right. The incoming invasive species. uh, That to me was very funny. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I always kind of didn't like it because of like the, the super patriotic stuff. But I do think like, a, they're obviously playing it up, and it's a joke. And like, I think that it's kind—it's of, fun when the Simpsons do that, where they're poking fun at another country, especially a country like Australia, where it's like it's—they're clearly just doing all the stereotypes, but they're doing it in a, a very Simpsonsy way, where it's just like they just find a way to make it even more like offensive, sort of like. <laughs> just like it's not just straight like trip on a barbie kind of thing like they just felt like this yeah the prime minister in a, in a tube out in the, like just 
sitting out there like yeah just, it's not shrimp on a barbie it's chaswazers right exactly. <laughs> i would have called him chaswazers like <laughs> Or then not knowing how a boomerang works, or that he was throwing a boomerang. <laughs> You're throwing stickers, boomerang. <laughs> I do like the. I, again, I I feel like whenever they do patriotism, the the Simpsons always go out of their way to make it so mm-hmm. petty as to yeah. be ridiculous, right? So like Homer mm-hmm. saluting the toilet is <laughs> extremely <laughs> funny right. in terms of like what to be proud of right yeah it's always the... like it's it's this like being patriotic is kind of stupid so like let's show right. it in a way that it's like it's only over the dumbest most inconsequential exactly. things yeah not anything yeah. that you might actually feel patriotic about <laughs> yeah and the the like his own <clears throat> excuse me his own soldiers you know from the marines whatever like punch him out for doing the uh America, oh, Australia, yeah, America, yeah. Australia. You're <laughs> American. Like, we don't tolerate that kind of crap, sir. I like how the U.S. government is like clearly selling Bart out. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. a, a first suggested he go to prison for five years, and then said, then suggest the apology. <laughs> yeah. Public apology. The tacit admission in the slideshow that they were in fact trying to assassinate <laughs> Castro, and being yeah. like, "Oops, how'd that get in there?" Gulp. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody talks about it again. Just he swallows the slide and then they move on. <laughs> I, yeah, because it, it's like clear that they're not really trying to say anything or be super patriotic or like be like USA, USA. It's just like they're really making fun of the US as much as they're making fun of Australia. <laughs> right, totally. Yeah, I I, like, I think am, am I wrong that like Australians tend to, I, I've heard that just like with groundskeeper Willie, you know, the Scottish apparently love him as a character. I've heard that Aussies enjoy this episode apart from the fact that the accents are wildly bad. I think so. Yeah. I think that they, it's one of those things where it's like, the Simpsons are talking about us. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody has really cared. I know. I think the Brazil episode, I think that caused a stir, but like, for right, the most yeah. part, it's, it's but it seems like Australians tend to like the Simpsons. I don't know if that's true of Brazil. Sure. Like yeah. just generally. I I that one podcast I listened to with all that the Australian hosts, they love the Simpsons. Like they bring oh, yeah. up a reference like every single show. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like they just repeat the line verbatim and then they all laugh like yeah. we've been doing. Like, it's like they, they love the Simpsons there. So I think it's because it's something that they like. It's like yeah. it's it's, it's kind of like yeah. how the the Book of Mormon people like Mormon people love the Book of Mormon. Oh, is that right? It's I like, didn't know that. yeah, yeah. I, I it, in general, that's how I've got the consensus of. But it's like Mormon people love that they're just kind of being talked about in main media. Right. So it's like I feel like that's the kind of thing with Australia. There's kind of like, I just kind of like that we were in like a part of it for a little yeah. bit. And they're like <laughs> that was us for a little bit. I don't know. Right. Like, yeah, for sure. I think it's it's this is a again another episode that probably suffers because it's in season six. And I think what you said too, Joe, is that it's one of those that is like you go into the season, it's like you know it's there. It's one of the most popular episodes of The Simpsons, and I right. think it's just it's easy to be disappointed by it um, because you're going in thinking like this is a classic, this is an all timer. And it's just not quite there, even though it's a really good, fun, funny yeah. episode. It just doesn't quite live up to, like, the st- the gold standard of, of Simpsons episodes. Yeah, I think it's really, really good, and it deserves a lot of its attention. 
I just don't think it's in the top five of this of this extremely strong season like we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to say this for last, but I did want to talk about the one episode we haven't talked about yet, which is the clip show episode. Um, I yeah. don't skip it. I don't even remember what's in there, honestly. I skip it actually... every fucking time because I don't like clip shows. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I forgot which one this was because earlier which one I was is like, this? Yeah, I was like, I, uh, earlier I was like, this one's extremely good. This is actually the, the worst one of this them. Is, this <laughs> is, I was kind of like, I didn't say anything. Just because I was like, I'm really surprised that anybody thought this. This is the worst clip Which show. Which one's it? This it is the honestly one is. They sit around a table and they show clips of past, like, Love uh, stories. Love stories. Oh, like, oh, this yeah. one is bad. Yeah. Bridges of Madison County. I literally <laughs> stopped it in the middle of it and went to the next episode. Like I just I just got sick of it. Like the only thing I liked is that Marge had her like moment of like reading mo- romance novels and like, Yeah, because we see her doing that other times also. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Like that was fun. It- but other than that, I didn't care. I had it in my mind that this was the 132nd episode of Spectacular, where it was like that. Yeah, that, that might was be great. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I saw that. That's that's the reason why I was so like you know effusive about it earlier. But then I like looked it up while we were talking. I was like, oh no, this one's bad. (laughs) (laughs) That one is like that's how you do a clip show. Yeah, that one's because it has stuff you didn't see and like it has jokes that aren't in just the clips. You know, all the Troy McClure stuff and it's stuff you don't you. There's a lot of stuff that was cut or that didn't you like that you're seeing for the first time Mm -hmm. if you're seeing it when it actually airs. This is just just the episodes with a little bit of dialogue where they're sitting at a table and it's yeah. just like, why? And it's like the third episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. um, I hate it. But I do want to say that I think shows. My, my favorite, yeah. my favorite moment of this one though, is after they talk about Jacques Homer, just being like Marge, I want you to break it off yes. gently with this man. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that is so sweet and like understanding. <laughs> you know, like, I know, like not not a '90s husband response yeah, to possibly that's... having been cheated on. Like that's all he needed. Like he assumed she was still dating him, and that he just was yeah. like, "I just need you to stop, please," <laughs> and to let him down gently. Yeah, yeah. yeah he like, doesn't even yeah. want her to be mean to him or anything. <laughs> What a fantastic little bit. Yeah. That's a great. I, yeah. Sorry. Very good. But I know like we could just touch on this for a second. I do find it telling because this is the uh, the episode we actually have not talked about is the episode that I consider my least favorite of the season. And um, if we did a list where we eliminated one and we weren't doing the clip show, I would have done this one. But we have not discussed it or brought it up at all as Homer Badman. That um, was, it's just okay. aged so weirdly, I think. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I just don't quite think the message, and that's it. Like, it's not a, a horrible episode. There's a lot, obviously, there's still funny stuff in it. I just think the central message or just the tone of it or how they handled the, you know, gender politics, like, I just don't think it works very well, especially like rewatching it today mm-hmm. exactly there was no way to necessarily predict that yeah. um when it was written and i don't think it was meant as something that was supposed to be malicious or even make a statement really right. it was more just like you know homer's does all this like dumb shit that he really should get consequences for and this time he gets like consequences for something he didn't actually do is kind of interesting concept um but it is weird that it's like they went that route instead of him you know being incompetent in some way you know right um so 
it is it does come off a little tone deaf and weird now that it's like this woman accused him of something he didn't do instead of like just talking to him about it or like it, it, it i don't love how at the end it's just revealed that she was wrong or lying about it yeah and he didn't really do anything and it's like she does you know talk to him and be like i'm sorry i really did think you did that you know um but it's like that kind of puts out a message that it's like we shouldn't listen to people who are saying that and i don't think that's probably what they meant to do but right. yeah um, that's how it I, feels I say, now yeah yeah the, the only reason that this one hits me poorly or whatever now is because of like the emphasis on the whole cancel culture bullshit mm, uh, yeah. of recent years i do think on the like the feminist and how Ashley is treated as a character that actually doesn't bother me because I feel like the episode portrays her as very competent mm -hmm. very smart you know it's like leading Bart around by his video game cartridge you know kind of like teaching Lisa mm -hmm. the ropes and stuff like she's right about everything mm -hmm. and then in this moment she makes a very understandable mistake because Homer's tongue is fucking hanging out and his right, hand is right. like very close to her butt mm -hmm. so I feel like that the show does a good job of making that character correct in pretty much all of her her actions you know and the way that she reacts to things um where i feel like it, it hits me in a more raw nerve is like like i was saying a second ago like the, the all of springfield you know the news everybody like ramps mm -hmm. up against homer and like wants to like ruin his life or whatever which cancel culture isn't real no one's ever actually experienced a consequence like people complain they do blah 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 blah, blah. but this would seem to say otherwise right yeah it's it's also weird because you're right ashley doesn't necessarily come off poorly it's like she's she is actually mistaken about what happened she's not trying to get him into trouble for no reason or yeah. something um, and it's a reasonable mistake yeah exactly it's like if there wasn't video evidence she wouldn't have known that's not what happened but um uh, i lost my train of thought oh it, it is weird that the whole town kind of comes out against him over like alleged sexual assault when it's like he's a family man with a good job like in real life that probably wouldn't happen like yeah, especially in the 90s right, right yeah so right. it's like it's weird that that is so blown up when really in real life it probably would have been you know quietly suppressed or she would have told the police and they wouldn't have done anything about it well, you know i think that's the big thing about it it's weird that they did this episode at all because you're right i think in the 90s especially this probably wouldn't have been anything and then for it to blow up and to put the context of how, you know, how we view things today or like how like this idea of cancel culture is treated today, like it just does not mix well. And I think like too with the the, all the protesters outside, I just get the sense with some of the lines that they had, some of the ways that they were presented that it feels very like seeing the like triggered thing, mm -hmm. like the, the blurry faced person mm -hmm. you know that those kind of memes on like that's just kind of the images i get seeing that where yeah. it's a very like man writing a woman it's like why well, i can't believe they're like making such a big deal about this yeah and like he yeah. did it was an accident but he did grab her butt like yeah even if it was, it was incidental like, it was like probably yeah like hey you're sitting on something can you get that for like whatever like that's a smaller point it would make like, someone uncomfortable even if that's not what he was intending yeah, like, you know she does have a point and i just kind of feel like yeah she wasn't necessarily written written to be unsympathetic but i think a, the way that they do just a lot of those the crowd work and just the whole story in in general and just 
with the, you know, putting it with cancel culture, just that whole thing now, it just, mm -hmm. it doesn't sit right. Yeah. It's like uh, tiresome. Yeah. Yeah. Which is too bad because that gummy storyline is one of the funniest things they've yeah, done. Like so it's so good. Yeah, there's some yeah, funny good. jokes in there. Certainly I love the where he's literally stewing in his own juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. He believes it gives him sexual power. He's like, that's a half truth. That's a half truth. Yeah, the whole beginning candy thing is incredible. And like it's almost like that's if it's just like a little short Simpsons thing, like you could almost just segment it off and see yeah. it. But like the rarest gummy in the world. <laughs> you please stop saying gummy. <laughs> but he eats that sour thing and his whole face is sucked yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. face is yeah. sucked in. Like, just a lot of good visual gags. And I love Marge with her big coat and the kids rooting around in it. <laughs> she's, she's so game. There's yeah. no reason for her <laughs> willing to do that, but she does it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I will watch that episode. Be mm -hmm. Just because I like to see a lot of those like things and like it's not bad and I don't think they you know really they were thinking that deeply about it. Yeah, I don't uh, think right. they were even trying to make a point necessarily. Right. It just it comes off really oddly now because a lot of that stuff has kind of happened, but it's like yeah, cancel culture wasn't a thing when this was written. Yeah. It's kind of weird that it came out that that's what starts happening now, like yeah. many many years after this aired. And it's yeah, right, like specifically the complaining about it and and all that. Yeah, right. so like. uh I don't know, Kelly. You got to back me up on this. You must love this the the little bit when Marge is at the candy convention. And she tries to like eat celery. <laughs> Getting the like the security guards like I need Takes to put some away. sugar on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that she had to wear the giant coat when it's a candy convention. They obviously expect you to take candy with you. Like, why didn't they yeah. just carry bags? No one's gonna stop her from taking candy from booze. Yeah. Out free candy. Uh, no, uh, everyone's so horrified when she, her yeah. like, coat explodes and like it's a bunch of candy, and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> uh but uh, yeah, yeah see that's the thing we're still talking about it and uh, laughing and mm -hmm. there's just so many good moments in it um i just think it's it's interesting that so we, we kind of all forgot about it or just didn't want to bring it up in general um, i think there's just so many other good episodes yeah. where it's hard mm -hmm. to like find all these other small episodes and bring them to the front yeah 100 percent so with that being said, we've been talking for two hours. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I don't want to drag this out any longer. So I'll give, we do have a top five. Does anybody want to make any changes, uh, suggest an episode? Um, it, right now, our top five is Homer the Great, Limit of Troy, Bart of Darkness, Itchy and Scratchy Land, and Bart's Comet. I feel really good about that. It's a very, <laughs> very solid top five. It's a yeah. good top five. Okay. Do we want to put them in an order or should we just call it? Let's I don't think. Uh, let's yeah. call it evening. <laughs> okay. Well, I won't force it anymore. Paul, I'm right with you. Here. We could talk for another hour, dog. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'm <laughs> just putting some feelers out there. Uh, okay. But there's our top five. This is, I, I like this conversation a lot because it's like, as much as I do like season five, there's definitely I it's just so hard to even think about like ranking this or like even now I'm like looking at the ones we didn't put on and I'm like, well actually like, it's just that this could be like I, I it's something I, my next viewing I feel like I could have a completely new top five. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, definitely. I I feel like 
season five, I, uh, I could go back and forth on which I like better this one or season five, depending on the day. But I will say that like, after our ranking, after our discussion, after watching some of these, like, I just feel like there are more season six episodes that are going to be like in the top 50 all time yeah. than maybe any other season. I think, yeah. you know, yeah. <clears throat> so with that being said, any closing thoughts? I'm I'm very excited to do season seven eventually because that's my favorite season. So um, you know, whenever we get together to do this another time, yeah, I'm very excited to do season seven. Well, we should talk about this. It'll be a little bit, but I, I do think we should pick our next season. And I was thinking, oh, we're um, just not going in chronological order. Well, we. No, I think with... I think season seven should be nice. I, I think seven would be awesome. I just invited myself. <laughs> no, oh, yes. you're, very well. you're part yeah. of this now so. <laughs> no yeah. joe you're out sorry sorry <laughs> we should have talked about this but understood <laughs> i was gonna say four or seven but it sounds like seven is going to be I, sorry i just assumed we were going in order because five is last time <laughs> we did eight five six <laughs> i forgot we did eight yeah <laughs> we started with eight for whatever reason so. well we did eight without joe and then we just that's, came that's, true. that's true maybe we should yeah. revisit eight um but let's do okay let's do five six seven and then we'll go back and do four i have a sneaking suspicion that four will be my favorite okay um i just four is so good yeah i just feel like it's one when i'm i'm looking at the the episodes i'm just like i don't this is going to be really hard (laughs) to do that one i i predict i mean it may be you know next year or something before we're actually talking about it but i predict that we're all gonna have very fun things to say about how off model the simpsons frequently are <laughs> yeah. in season oh, four yeah. yeah it's so good looking though it's so awesome that's the thing it's like they're off model but it's i enjoy it yeah it's yeah it's it's fun to see those little weird little things that they haven't quite flushed out yet right. or, you know where characters have the wrong hair color or like the wrong voice in some cases yeah, yeah. And you're starting to see characters become themselves yeah like, have the ralph but like, we no, we don't need to start talking about season four now <laughs> we do